Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 41st, dear heaven, episode of Tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Ajelos, and with me this evening, she who was born under the sign of the shadow, the shadow scale in a Breton's body, face. How are you doing today? I am, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day? Uh Uh-huh. Right. So you like your introduction? Yeah, that was good. I like that. Yeah, I thought it fit since, you know, we finally got you that, uh... The Dark Brotherhood hoodie uh-huh. off the Bethesda store. So excited. They, they had a uh, they had a sale, and I had some money on our PayPal account, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, you know, I should buy something. Curves was down to, like, 45 bucks, and they had the app, uh, Anduin's Wall hoodie for, like, 15 so I'm like, screw it. I bought them both. So... That's what happened. So now you finally got that. I, I yes, and there, there will be a picture up on, 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 on Twitter. Twitter. Yes, of me and my awesome hoodie. Excellent. All right. Also joining us, the man running the stream and he who dances with devs, Deltia of Deltia's Gaming. How are you doing today, good sir? Oh, it's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be alive, people. <laughs> For some odd reason, all I could picture when you said that was uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I'm like... My, is that Welcome how we're going? Neighborhood. Welcome to the neighborhood. That's about creepy, right? Hi, neighbor. Hi, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> and ball also hair, joining ball us head, again you know? is Penelo because she's on my desk. Hello, Kijit. No, no, she's not allowed to be on the Aww, show. No. she really wants to be on the show. No, she's not. Right. She's our worst cat. I'm gonna. I told you, I'm gonna make one of my mule tunes a Kijit that looks like her. She's gonna carry all my stuff. It'll be great. And then she's gonna like pee on everybody, scratch all your well, stuff. That's how she marks it. Sell it, all. it to vendors. No, she wouldn't do that. She's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, before this really starts going off the tracks again, uh, we got a lot of news to go over and a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. So we're gonna move right on into the game news. First up on game news, um, probably the single worst Loremaster archive they've ever done. Really? Yeah, I know you and TS Fangirl, even though she's not in the chat right now because she sent me a message, not going to be here today, are sending me death threats at this point. But there was a Loremaster Archive, five, um, and it's from Argonian to Saxleel. So, yeah. 
Uh, why are you so excited about that, Thais? Because I love Argonians. I see. <laughs> so much. So, like, just so much. If I could morph into an Argonian in real life, I really would. I see. Well, in today's issue, Zoss... Uh, hello, Pinello again. Hi. She really oh, wants to be part of the care. show. I don't care. Okay, she's got to move. <gasps> They'll be delving into recent history of Argonians, unlike allies, un unlikely allies to the Dunmer and the Nords in the Ebonheart Pact. Vice Canon. I hate to me. Hate to me. Huh? We ran into her in the in the uh, Black Marsh storyline, right? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty sweet. The author also agreed to answer some of your questions about the mysterious race from Black Marsh. Well, you're going to have to speak up if you want anyone to hear that. Oh, okay. Sorry. All well, right. You didn't finish the sentence. I know, but if you're going to set, if you're going to take over, you got to speak up loud enough to actually be heard. All right. Why don't we go ahead and go over this real quick? There's one little storybook right here from Argonian to Saxwheel. And then we'll go into the little Q&A. So go ahead, Thais. Misunderstanding and oppression have poisoned Black Marsh for centuries. My ex-siblings have endured subjugation by the Empire and slavery at the hands of the Dunmer. Armored boots tread on our traditions and culture. We are fortunate to have the Marsh. Without its perils to deter hapless dry skins, our ways might have already crumbled to dust. Despite our troubles, the hist guides us still, and for the first time in memory, we have the chance to break the cycle. I spent my young life as a slave, an angry one. It cannot have been easy to become recognized for cruelty among the tyrants of house dress, but Councilman Glathis Dress managed it. After I was beaten to unconsciousness for seating the guests at the banquet out of order, I could take no more. When I was able to work the sultry fields again, I waited for an opening, overwhelmed the drunken guards, and escaped with my fellow slaves. We fled into the thorn marsh. When we crossed paths with a troop of Argonians, we realized too late they were traitors. Arkeen tribes scum in the employ of house dress. Hungry and exhausted, we were easy to capture. The sun abandoned my sky. Looking back, though, I see the subtle work of the Hist's will. In the Arkeen village, a vision came to me. Their history spoke, showing me blood and horror. The Akaviri invasion, Nords and Dunmer falling like dead leaves. This was an opportunity, a turning point. But how could I take advantage? We were taken back to Thorn, now nearly empty as the Dunmer answered Amalexia's call to battle. For my transgression, I was to be whipped by Glathis himself. In the courtyard, Glathis struck his first lash. I grabbed his whip and strangled him with it. I'll never forget the look he gave me as the light drained from his eyes. Wasting no time, I challenged the centurion of the Archim guards for her position by right of combat. She could not refuse and maintain any respect from her cohort. The duel was brief. I assumed command and advanced on Stormhold to do the same there. I am thankful that I did not need to shed any further Saxlia blood. Walks and Ash, who met us as we approached, was able to convince Stormhold Shellbacks to join our command. I revealed my plan. We would march to Morrowind, into Stonefalls, and engage in battle with the Akaviri. 
we would defend the Dunmer and turn the tide. To say some disagreed with my strategy would be quite an understatement. I told of my vision from the hist, and let any who wished to return to the marsh do so. Still strong in numbers, we marched. When we arrived in the chaos of battle, there was fear on the faces of the Dunmer, who saw armed slaves charging towards them. The fear turned to shock as we joined their ranks, our shellbacks providing enough muscle to overpower the invaders and force them to flee. And now we are recognized. We have allies, not overlords, for the first time in memory. We are free under the law, and we are taking back our villages and strengthening our traditions. There is still bitter blood flowing between many Saxe-Leal and our new allies, and not every tribe has joined us, only those of Thornmarch, Shadowfen, and Merkmire. This is not a surprise. I hope that they will, in time, and realize that this opportunity we have been given to cultivate the understanding will allow us to preserve our way of life. Almost made me cry. <laughs> really? Love the Argonians, huh? Yes, yes. All right. Well, hate to mean, hate to mean is how you pronounce that. Answers your question. So, Vice Cannon, hate to mean. Last time I was in Shadowfen, I was forced to leave before you could tell me about the ancient stone ruins of our ancestors. While the dry skin races try to make it seem that the Saxleal are unable to create such works, we are undeniably the builders. What happened that our people stopped building the Zanmirs of old, the ones in our legends that now lay in ruin? Alas, egg sibling, I myself am no scholar, having been raised as a house slave by the dress, and since the Liberation War I have been too busy with the affairs of today to pay attention to the affairs of ages gone by. However, I understand from the vice canon of Gideon that others are as curious as you, and Saxlea researchers in Merkmire are delving into exactly this question. Perhaps when the roads to Merkmire open, after the monsoons, you will be able to journey there yourself and find out what they have learned. Until then, stay moist. <laughs> Does stay anyone moist, remember friends. the QuakeCon where they showed us the next uh, Adventure Zone? What was the name of that again? I think it was Merkmire. Really? Yeah. If you go back and watch the QuakeCon episode, they already showed us some of the concept art and everything. So this was a lore, in, like an in-character response to them saying, wait until Merkmire, the new Adventure Zone, comes out. Then we'll explain a little bit more about the Xanmirs. That's what it was. Back in the QuakeCon, they talked. As soon as I read that, I'm like, oh... They did a little lore. I love how they do these. The lore answers because they're in character. But pretty much they're, they made it seem like Merkmire was unaccessible because of, you know, whatever reasons. And they're like, once the roads are open, a.k.a. when Merkmire drops in a patch, maybe then you'll find out about the Xanmirs. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, that is the next confirmed, uh, one of the next confirmed adventure zones, I guess, would be Merkmire. So, excited. Yay. All right, next question. I want to understand the connection between Argonians and the histories. Oh, my. Do you have 
rituals are prayers to these trees? How do the hist influence your lives? What does it feel like to stand before these conscious trees? Love the Iconians. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is a difficult question to answer in tongue words, especially since, like most of our people, I do not worship entities of a so-called divine nature and don't understand the feelings and behavior of those who do. Since neither of us comprehends the inner mind of the other, how are we to find a mutually meaningful analogy? But I will try. We have rituals, of course, for rituals are the mud that holds together the house of society. But we do not pray to the hist, because our thoughts and desires flow together. The hist is the river, and we, Saxleal, are the standing waves where the river flows over rocks. That is clear, is it not? More or less, the way they're talking is the art. It's almost like a, a hive mind mentality. So that when they're talking about the histories, they refer to them, especially if you've been in game, they refer to the trees as holding the memory of their ancestors because when they die, all their memories and all their experiences return to the hist and then are able to be felt by others in the, in the society. We've done that several times doing the quest. Remember how we ingested, we, we went on a hippie little ingested the hiss sap and went through memories that's of the past hiss. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. But they it's, don't hive It's, it's mind. a symbiotic relationship that is always happening. They don't need to stop and pray because mm -hmm. they are always in connection. This is a little... It's not really off topic. We're talking lore here. If anyone's read the two novels by Greg Keyes... Yes. Um, yeah. You'll remember one of the main characters is an Argonian and when he's in Umbra he talks about feeling disconnected from the Hiss because he can no longer hear them speak. Feel it, yeah. I, I didn't like those books to be honest with you. I, did, I, did, I think they need more books. I know they're coming out with those Titan books. I don't know if it's going to be the same type of thing. I would like more novels myself. More Yeah, I, I wasn't personally yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for everyone else but the one book where they're up on the rock and stuff I was, wasn't it, that good. It didn't feel Elder Scrolls. I know what it you're didn't. saying. It didn't. It was just like, this isn't Elder Scrolls. That's the first Anyways. one didn't. The second one... I did like the first one, yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of jumped around when they started talking about it. And like uh, when King, um, King Crown Prince Atribus goes to, I think it was Solstheim, he talks about that. In certain parts, it felt Elder scrolls -y's. In other way, it didn't. But I, I would really love to see more because they seem to do so much with this and with the with how much um, lore and everything they have. I would love to see novels either. Now with like, with the uh, is that the Titan books is, is that telling the stories the games is that correct? I think it's more of an encyclopedia kind of thing. It's more of like this is the game, this is the world, the time frame versus like telling the story like a novel. Yeah, sense. it's not a novel. It's almost like a textbook, whereas it'll talk about like, you know, it'll show the Nords for like the races and then it'll go through their history, like where they have it. So it's like a textbook, but it's not a it's not a, a narrative. So I would love to see what would be really, really neat to see is because of such a great history It'd be great to see maybe no novelizations of some of the heroes that we run into, such as Hate to Mean, like what happened to her beforehand. Like this little story she wrote 
would have been great as like a prequel novel. I would love to read it. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of neat. All right. Hey, I know this person. Um, I am. I have always been fascinated by the Saxe-Leal's perception of time. Oh, my goodness. These guys really are you. Yeah. Because yep. there is no time. It's just there. Yep, exactly. It's said that you see your entire lives as a single moment. Can you explain how this works? You really did pick the wrong race, didn't you? <laughs> did you not look to the future and reminisce of the past? And that's from the human Floyd. So shout out to him. He's part of that ESORP crew. I see him a lot on there. You humans often depict time as a series of events, as a story or narrative. This seems to us a strangely narrow way to look at it, skewing your thinking into curiously flawed patterns of repetition. We do not see time as a line from past to future, but rather like the broad wave that sweeps across the sand as the tide comes in, or like the line of storms that crosses the marsh during the monsoons. Cause and effect are not separate. They are a single event, regardless of the duration between the event's denser nodes. How could it be otherwise? Talking in circles, you are, guys. I, I love it. I lo How do you not get that? It's clear as day. Anyway, I've heard Argonians have amazing regenerative properties. If an Argonian limb is severed, will it grow back? <laughs> My gosh. I erect the spine of baffled incredulity. <laughs> Where do you humans come by these notions? Wax hoothy. Nice. Did he have yeah. to use the word erect? You yes. Know, you know what? I, I will say <laughs> this is kind of, it, it's a family show, but if you're playing ESO, you know, it's a mature game. Remember when you're talking for the pledges, you talk to the, the one red guard. Oh, come on. And she pretty much, after you say, she's like, you made it back. And she gets designated like uh, Muthatha's. Oh, by Muthatha's right tit. <laughs> yes. That's like the like best. Like she cursed. And like that was her curse. And it was just really, really funny. It cracked me up. So now whenever Ag has to curse when he's playing ESO, that's what he says. Yeah. Muthatha's right tit. That's mm -hmm. what I say. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the Loremaster's Archive from Argonian to Saxleal. I, I, I'm playing the wrong race. You really are. Argonians right. are awesome. What are awesome? I love Argonians in this game. They are awesome. She didn't like him at first because she only saw him in Skyrim. And she's mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be a Khajiit. I don't want to be... Because the Khajiit are the drug addicts. Not to I them. love my Khajiit, dude. My Technically speaking, moon major. sugar, they can eat unrefined moon sugar, which is poisonous to everyone else. It's part of like their daily diet. It's like a ritual they, thing. They got to get turned up. Mm hmm. <laughs> but now that I know about all the lore with the Argonians, and because I'm a tree hugging hippie and they're tree hugging hippies, I love them. I, I, I said to her, if she, if she was ever an Argonian, every time we walked into a new zone, I'd have to put her on suicide watch because she'd be like, I will sacrifice <laughs> myself for the. I'm like, there's nothing wrong. Well, there's a branch that's broken. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> That's what would happen. Oh, that's that's our little phase. She's back. Yep, I will sacrifice She's myself for the streets. land. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, moving on to the next bit of news, the Tamriel Chronicle issue number 73. I haven't been covering these lately because naturally they're just a kind of a giant, you know, 
I guess they covered what? all the stuff that was done we're on by them. the community. What was that? We're on them. Yeah, we're we are. On them. A lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So you need to pay attention to these. I, I know, well, I always look at them. Backlinks. Hashtag really... backlinks. I was going to say, actually, between you and us... It's like, are we the only people covering this game? I, it seems like because we probably on, we're probably fifty percent of the entire thing is just us. Yeah. Well, I would say that, but I mean, I, I would say if we had to do a majority, oh, wow. it would be us. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, some of the fan art on here is super neat. I actually want to touch on this because I saw this one piece, uh, Crowswood, acrylic on canvas. I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, there was some that were ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And I love the Crowswood. It's one of my favorite public dungeons. And it... that is not easy. Oh, yeah. That one is actually pretty difficult. I got smoked in there thinking I was just going to go run in and nuke everything like usual and turn VR1. That's the first zone you go into, and I just got nuked. And I was like, that was humbling. I did not mean the difficulty of the <laughs> oh. dungeon. I meant using acrylic paint on canvas. Oh. Like that takes a lot of skill. I, I, I know what you mean, Deltia. The, but the atmosphere in that dungeon alone is is one of my favorites. It absolutely, I love the talking crows. They crack me oh, up. I love the crow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> love it. That's one of my favorites. Um, interesting. Daughter of Kine. I don't know how that's really lore-friendly. I didn't know there were da Daughters of Kine, but that's okay. Um, again, some really neat art uh, from Dunmer. I like that one. Is that supposed to be... Is that supposed to be what? That, the guy. That rogue guy. Is that who it looks like? That rogue guy? The rogue. The rogue? Oh. The rogue guy? I can't think of I don't name. know. He's wearing heavy armor. Oh, okay, never mind. Jakarn? Yeah, that guy. No. Yeah. Okay. Never no. mind. Anyway... <laughs> Um, and one of my favorites, this one down here is T. If you guys haven't seen it, I thought it was kind of neat. Um, but it kind of looks like one of our cats hiding in the blanket because it's a Khajiit. But in any case, there's a lot of talented people in the ESO community. And I I'm going to say this. I'm a little disappointed because these, um, these used to be massive. Like before the game came out, these, uh, Tamriel Chronicles were like, 12 pages long and now they're starting to get down and down and it kind of upsets me. I'd like to see some more people get involved in the community. So if you have an idea, um, you know, go out and do it. If you need some help, talk to myself or I'm sure Deltia, we would love to help you. Uh, I kind of sprung this on Deltia, but I would love to see more people get involved in the community. So if you got questions, yeah. uh, I'm more than willing to help however I can. So let me know. I would love to see more people than just Deltia's Gaming and Tales of Tamriel on this list. <laughs> there are yeah, some it's, others, it's, but... I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, this is such a good game, and, and that's why I kind of tell everyone about it, because I want more people to play it. And I think once consoles hit, if they do ever, you know, <laughs> that's going to be the shot in the van the arm for this game. I think that's sure. really... I, I the, You always see all the comments, and I just can't wait for people on consoles to get this game. I'll never play it on consoles, but... Gosh, imagine if you had this, you didn't couldn't afford a big time PC and this, that, and the other. This would be a juggernaut game, you know? Oh, yeah. It would. Well, that's why so many people, I will say this, still play like World of Warcraft because the graphics are 10 years old. They can run on older machines, yeah. so you don't need a beast. They do that on purpose. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, look, look at uh, StarCraft and all those games. They're 
they're trivial graphics. You can literally go out and buy a $400 PC from Walmart and it will run. You couldn't do that with this game because it's gorgeous. I love it. Keep it gorgeous. Oh, yeah, me too. But definitely, um, of course, if you guys have ideas of something you want to do and you're just scared to jump off, talk to us. I would love to work with potential community members to get more things out there. So talk to me either in games, send us an email to either info at Deltias Gaming or podcast at talesoftamrail.com. Say, hey, I have an idea, but I don't know how to get started. We would love to help. We really yep. would. And if you guys like want to post builds and stuff, I mean, Tamriel Foundry is a really good source too, mm-hmm. especially for talking. People have asked, why don't you start a forum or whatever on my site? Well, there's already a good one that exists. So there's room for everything in this community. Just be a part of it and, and grow together. Absolutely. That's what I love about the community. Like we're not really, I wouldn't say competitive. We're not, really. we're not yeah, we're not. We want to help each other. Like I want to, it's sad to me when I see like a fellow podcast, like pod fade or leave. Cause I'm like, but I like listening yeah. to them too. You know, yeah. I'm not in competition with, you know, ESOTR or TSOcast. I talk to those guys almost, you know, in game weekly basis. I'm like, Hey guys, you know, we love working together and that's how this entire community is. So if you have an idea of something, maybe you want to try and get out there to, um, you know, promote this awesome game, let us know. We'll definitely help. Rocket Revenger 86, PC Master Race Forever. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you as well, man, but I've been a PC gamer for years. Um, I've been PC all my life. Yeah. Oh, I. my first console was a Nintendo. That was the only console I had until I got a PC. Like the all right, we're not going to date ourselves here with endless stories about who's the older gamer because that, yeah. that will be, that'll be a five-hour podcast yeah well all right we're gonna move on cute squishy and pinchy oh yeah gotta love the elder scrolls online swag okay guys over at gaming heads have done it again and now you can get a mud crab plushie which is pretty awesome actually it's actually pretty big from what i see did, they had did it you on order that. it what do you say did you order yours, Ag? Or did yes. You not gonna... Oh, I ordered some for. Was I not supposed to? Yeah, oh, that cause... was a secret. It was supposed to get here, and she wasn't oh. supposed to. You got me one. I did get you one. Yes. Oh, spoiler. oh, that's so awesome! I love you. <laughs> oh, I got God. you a mud, mud crab plush. So. I, I was sitting here. I, 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 you pulled up the page like I want one so bad. <laughs> oh yay! I love supporting ESO, and so I'm like, hey, there we go. Anyway. It also comes with an in-game code for another vanity pet, which, again, maybe now knowing that they're coming out with the UI to add all of our pets, I'm a little bit more willing to buy the swag because then I can hold the pets in-game without eating my bank space. Um, so that's why. But the the pet we're getting is called the... What is that? Rufus? Rufus? Rufus. Yeah. Rufus. Mud Crab. Van- now, this is one they actually sent out by air, I think. When the game first launched. Yeah, I think I have one. Oh, uh, well, that. I have a Mud Crab too, but they sent out one. Like, they did it wrong because this one was, I guess they had the monkey, which they sent out for everyone who beta tested. And then when the game launched, they sent out this Mud Crab. And then if you had the collector's edition, anyone who was in beta also got this Mud Crab. And then you also got um, the Mud Crab from the collector's edition, the uh, Imperial edition. 
Um, but I think they actually took this one back out because it wasn't meant to actually go out. And now we know why. So, sweet. Well, what about the real pet? Come on, tell them, tell them about our uh, dog. Oh, yeah. Well, we sort of got the Nord figurine so we could have the dog. The dog is sick. I got to go on a rant here. This is awesome. You get on your horse and the dog doesn't like just disappear and like randomly spawn somewhere. It, it the cute little shaggy trails behind you. How cool is that? It right? is pretty cool. I mean, cool. it's sick. I love it. Did you, do you have your sounds turned up real loud, Deltia? Uh, I don't think so. Otherwise, people when when you fight, he barks. No. Yeah, he does. Wow, when that's funny, awesome. I hear him in the background barking. <laughs> I don't have a get him. No, you have the scrib pet. Get him, Shaggy. That's what I called him. That's not fair. I need a Nord figurine. I want a doggy. Like, you know, you want a dog. <laughs> okay. Aww. Give her. You give her one thing. She wants to. You know. Uh, I know. Right. Take her miles, At least I, I have ideas for Christmas. That's <laughs> you know. So I'm just getting get her. Speaking of mini pets, moving on. To the next bit of news. They're now presenting the six-month loyalty reward, and I think this is kind of neat. Coming out with another pet, for those who've been adventuring in Tamriel for at least six months, uh, will receive a new loyalty reward. In September, they will begin awarding everyone who's reached um, three months of subscription with the High Rothkar pet, and those who've added six months will now get another fan fun, fun vanity pet, the Dwemer Sphere. He looks gigantic, too. He does. So if you've ever been in... Joke? What was that, Deltia? Is that a fat joke? It... <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of late, sorry. Well, judge if anyone... I was going to say, if anyone's been in a Dwemer rune lately, and I'm like, wait, everyone's been in Dwemer rune lately because of all the Dwemer motifs, you've probably seen these Dwemer spheres running around. They're kind of annoying. They shoot you with crossbows. Now you'll have one to follow around. Or if you watch any of Delta's videos, his random item set randomly pops one out of the ground from time to time. Oh, so. what? It's awesome, dude. That thing is amazing. <laughs> and if you watch ESO Live, <clears throat> could have saw it. Perfect segue. ESO Live happened <laughs> on Friday. That would have been Friday, se- or no, November 11th or 7th. Dear heaven, 11th. I'm all over here on my calendar days. So November 11th. Seven. <laughs> because I see it in members. Okay, stop it. ESO Live happened. And Delta, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about something special that happened on ESO Live? Well, I mean, I got to play with the developers and stuff and uh, test out the new Don Dante pledges and so forth uh, with Aloha. And oh my God, it was awesome. It was so much fun. And I mean, you know, when you go do a stream and you're playing and talking, it's one thing, but trying to put on a show and doing it, it's actually quite hard. And the developers were like, you know, I got a respect for these streamers that, you know, have to play and talk all the time. So it was really cool. I mean, they're just like us. They're, they're regular gamers and they're excited when we get a kick out of the content, especially like that, that Dwemer helm um, that I have. I mean, we were just going bananas when we got that because it looks so awesome, you know, so mm-hmm. um as far as the content in ESO Live, I was in TeamSpeak, you know, prepping for the show type thing, so I don't, re- you know, I don't have all the details because um, it was kind of a blur, to be honest with you. So, yeah. but it was really cool to be able to play, and I hope it's popular. I hope people like that because I mean, whether it's me or someone else doing it again, I mean, who else does that? 
you get to you get to play with the developers. I mean, come on, that is amazing. So I can't help but remember watching the thing, and the one developer I forget who it was was taunting the other developer, going, "I can't help but notice how scared you are sitting there playing a caster while I'm up here with the stamina build." Yeah, <laughs> and, and the cool part is, I mean, we died, and you know, it just shows you that. The stuff in here is hard. It's not even mm-hmm. the developers were going to die. You're going to make mistakes. You're human. And that could be a two-piece thing. It could be either good or bad, depending on how you look at it. But for me, it's, it's not just click four buttons and the game's over. I, I really like the content. And I know we're going to get into it later, but they revi- revitalize this game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. ESO Live happens every other Friday. So if you don't get a chance, you should go out and take a look. I mean, they, it, it's a cool show regardless. Sometimes they drop uh, spoiler kind of stuff for us of, you know, little things to look forward to, which is always exciting. So you should go just for that. They do giveaways. I think this, what did they give away this week? Did they do? They gave a I bunch think, of stuff away. They, gave they did mud the crab. mud crab. Yeah. They actually did the mud crab. The, I forget what the last one was. The last was, one was a was random assortment of stuff, uh, like an ESO dog tag. I remember that. One time they gave away signed copies of like all the development. That was last like, week, yeah. That was or sick, the last yeah. one, episode four. That one was sick. I was sad I didn't win it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just super humbling. I mean, I love Aloha. She just, you know, was kind of the polar opposite of me. And it was nice to have her on kind of show that, you know, you, you can heal and still be effective doing different things. I mean, is you know, is she gonna be the best healer in the game doing sword and shield? I don't know, maybe. Um, so the game's open. It's not just your typical cookie cutter you only do one thing and that's successful so it was cool to show different builds and melee and stamina we had every class on there so it was fun absolutely i do give a lot of props to anybody who can stream and talk at the same time because i know that (laughs) as soon as i would start talking i'd stop moving my character until i was finished talking and then i'd be able to start again even if our even if our connection was good enough that we could stream I think I would still need Deltia to stream because I don't think I could run the show and do the stream at the same time because I'm over here, you know, making the show move forward by reading the notes or sometimes taking the show completely off course. I don't think I could do that and stream at the same time. Nope. Couldn't do it. It's hard. I mean, it just takes practice like doing anything. And when we were competitive PvP, we would have nights where we'd force ourselves to talk. Where it was open mic, you had to be in Skype, and then we just practice. We're going to communicate. And that really got me good at it. So you can communicate and still game. But it's a hard skill. Nice. All right. We're going to end our game news with that. And we're going to move on to our Elder Scrolls discussion topic, which is Update 5. Werewolves everywhere. Before we get into anything, oh my goodness, there are so many furry beasts running around. Just saying. There's no downside to being a werewolf now. It's you Other got than it. the poison damage, but other nope. than sanctum. The poison damage only affects you when you're in werewolf form. Straight from the developer's mouse on ESO Live. Really? Yep. The uh... guy who developed that mechanic told me that when I was a werewolf doing when we did Fungal Grotto earlier in the day. Well, right there, that's awesome. Albeit, so... I think that should probably be changed. And the, it should be Jabba who in the chat rooms in here. She tested it out on Fungal Grotto, tested the stamina regeneration and the poison damage. So there's 
no disincentive to be a werewolf essentially i mean it's yeah. a little it's a little well, it's a lot overpowered 15 percent stamina generation mm-hmm. wow everyone needs stamina dog roll sprint block i mean if you're not a vamp be a werewolf sure so team jacob that, so uh, team jacob yes team jacob should i just stay a werewolf then I mean, I I would. What's the disincentive? I mean, there's really none other than having the you know. If you really want to role play, you don't want to be a werewolf. But other than that, as you said before, being a vampire hurt because of the damage. As of right now, I personally think they should fix that. Yeah, because it's, you sh- it's out of control. Yeah, you it's should take the, the poison damage all the time. So you're saying for vampires like reduce the fire damage that you take like no, the no, extra no. fire damage no that should stay but they need to make it so that where werewolves only take the extra poison damage when they're in their werewolf form which basically uh, no one does yeah because it's not near as good as your normal stuff but by just even having it passively done you get an ultimate generator you get stamina now uh regeneration uh, okay, I agree with that then. That, but that... no negatives to doing it. So you take it, as long as you don't go into Werewolf, you get ultimate gain and stamina regeneration for just having it. Okay, yeah, yeah, for for tanking, it's just, it's I mean, incredible benefit. I really only use one ultimate. So think about six ultimate every three seconds taking damage as a tank. I mean, I'm, drop, I'm dropping two standards of fight like you saw on ESO Live. I mean, they're like, what, how are you, they're asking me, they go, how are you doing so much ultimate? I go hashtag Team Jacob, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Now, riddle me this, Deltia. I was almost positive that the poison damage did affect you before, even in human form. I thought so, too. And so we were doing Fungal Grotto, and I said, yeah, I'm a werewolf, and I have that passive. And I go, but I do have the poison enchant on my jewelry. And he goes, well, that only affects you in werewolf form. And I go, Really? He goes, yeah. I go, okay. And he, he said the same thing on ESO Live, so I'm not saying any behind-the-scenes stuff here. Sure. And I don't know if that was a change, because it wasn't in the patch notes. I don't know. Did everyone just assume that was the case and didn't test it? Well, or... here's the thing. There's not there's not near as much poison damage as in the game as there is fire. Oh, I that, mean, yeah. Everything's fire. I mean, they don't have a poison staff, so... They have poison enchants. Uh, PvP it was a concern because they had a lot of poison enchants. They have venom arrow, lethal arrow, the mm-hmm. bows. But in PvE, yeah, until like the round three of veteran Dragonstar Arena, it's not and uh, Sanctum Ophelia yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, there's no poison so, damage in the game other than those two places. And if you don't believe me, check it out, test it. It's worth doing. I mean, the the werewolf itself. I don't transform into it very often. I mean, it looks incredible, but it's just the passives are awesome. I mean, God, it, if you're a tank, do it. I mean, yeah. it's awesome. And the quest is really cool. The her scene shrine. I think they did a real good job on Werewolf. I, and I think they overbuffed it a little bit. Just like you, they really need to have a disincentive. Um, I think they. Well, the whole idea. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, the whole idea when they first originated and concepted these things was they were supposed to feel super powerful, but they were supposed to have hard counters that made you do the risk versus reward going, I feel super powerful when I'm in these forms, but there's a negative for doing it. Like, I, you know, great power comes great danger, apparently. Um, But with the werewolf how it is now, you get all those super passives without needing anything. 
they'll they'll fix it. I mean, and even if with the poison damage, I mean, I think for me, I don't really do trials, and especially the big dog one. I sure uh, I may not do it for quite some time. So I can get through round three of that Dragon Star Arena as the tank, I think, and I'm not really worried about that. So I would still stick with it. Yeah, um, there's tank, not near as much. Yeah. Not near as much poison in the game as there is fire. I think I might just be staying werewolf. I have all kinds of extra. Skill I've already points. cleared mine, so but I'll just I'll make Kipster or someone bite me again. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Random, but I think it's kind of neat. I think they should remove the restriction to bite people anywhere. Like, you should be able to bite uh, someone anywhere. Just, like, run up to some random person yeah, but, and, like, chomp but on the people are going to troll you, dude. Well, it doesn't, that would well, be Well, here's fun. the thing, though. You don't have to accept the quest. You get a debuff saying that you've been infected, and you're infected for however many days, no, like a week. People but, are going to troll other people with oh, that. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, until you're sitting there crafting a legendary item, and you need, just need to click one more thing to put another Druax in it, and then, oh, <laughs> someone bites me. Seven Druax down the drain. How fun would that be? They probably wouldn't kick you out of the stuff or would make you untarnished. Uh-huh. Alright, then they then they should they should restrict it to where it can't happen in towns and it can't hey. happen into in crafting locales in the world. Oh, I don't mind if you're Because no one's gonna stop in the middle of a field and be like, I'm just gonna craft something. No one well, who no can't. one does that. I, I I if you're not occupied in something like in an interface, it just shouldn't kick you out. But I, I like the idea of being able to be infected anywhere. But how many people are going to troll you? They can only do it. Like, that's not even really an effective troll when you can only do it once a week. Why would you want to waste the bite just to, quote, Human troll someone? People are people, dude. I mean, uh, why do people say go kill yourself when you're bad at PvP? I mean, it's idiotic, but they'll find a way to make it miserable. I, I just would stay away from that. I want to see it. I don't want to go out to those things anymore. Anyway, update five. Let's talk a little bit about this again. What face? What was your favorite thing from Update Five, and what was your least favorite? Let's see. Um, facial animations. Okay. Definitely enjoying those. Um, I have two least favorites. One of them would be the Argonian facial animations because okay. they just—they didn't do it correctly. They. The Argonians looked better with the puppet Argo- with, face because yeah. because. Yeah. With, with facial animations they only made like the front section of the argonians mouths move that's it and it just it just it looks weird and i don't i'm not enjoying that and my second least favorite thing is definitely the crafting dailies Hmm. they're just annoying me honestly i'll go next i have two favorites one of which is the pledges and the crafting dailies and I'll we'll talk about that a little bit here in a bit. My least favorites are the repentance bug. <laughs> that kind of sucks. And um, oh crud, I forgot what the other one was. Dear heaven, uh, Delta, how about you? What was my favorite and least favorite thing? Yep. I mean, you've already heard me rant probably on others because off the record about uh, forward camps, and you know we'll probably get to that. Yep. I mean, it has to be the dailies. Crafting Ritz, I absolutely adore. Um, even chat bubbles, I had no idea were kind of cool. I mean, I think we did, um, you know, with a pretty good group, today we did, a, what was it, the the daily, the non-vet one. And it was hard. I mean, we died. 
it was fun doing all those dungeons again and going, wow, they're actually challenging even for vet 14 fully geared characters. Mm -hmm. Now that could be a two sided sword when people don't have maybe a powerful group. They don't really know the fights very well. You know, they may be struggling with it, but it revitalized a lot of content that otherwise was never getting seen. There's no purpose in running it. And it's a lot more fun now. I really enjoy the game. People are grouping. People are mm -hmm. grouping now. It's not just an isolated game where everyone sits in their own area, picking column vines. Everyone's typing in guild chat. Hey, what, you guys done the dailies today? Or, it just really transformed the game. I think this game would have been much more successful. This would have been earlier on implemented into it. Sure. And actually, but, it's not just it. even in guild. First thing I did was I logged in and I went to Mornhold. All I saw was in trade chat was looking for X for daily pledge, looking for this for daily pledge. Like... It was great to see people going, hey, let's group up together, you know? Yep, that's how you meet people. That's why I think dailies are great. Um, and you're doing stuff that you never really would never have done anyway. So sure. that's great. I remember my second thing, thanks to Kipster. The changing of the trial and um, soul reservoir from 36 to 72. I don't like it. They, yeah, but you don't. No, I know I'm not even up to it yet. Oh, in but, trials? Yeah. Uh, the, the Serpent Trial originally had 36 deaths, which was essentially three full wipes of your group. Now it's five? Um, Four? Nine, I think. Math? Nine. Okay. Um, and it's... I don't like when people nerf content. Not this early. I wouldn't be... I'd be fine with it if there was a new trial out. But the mechanics are still the same. I mean, it's still hard, right? It, I mean, it, they didn't change like, oh, this guy hits less. I mean, you just have to res less. I mean, that's it's still hard. I mean, right? I, I kind of agree with Delty on but this one. Part of the hard mechanic of trials, and this is one of the things I know Kipster and I were talking about. We were trying to go, why are the trials so short? Technically, the Serpent Trial has two bosses and two mini bosses. That's it. But then again, they have no lockouts. So there's no way for you to save your progress throughout the week. Hopefully, they institute something like that later. I know people yeah, five hour lockouts, work. but... Yeah. I would like the option of being able to extend going, okay, this is a 12-person fight or a 12-boss battle, and you can save your progress throughout a week. There's a reason I like those kind of stuff, because it allows you to create the bigger dungeons, not the you jump in and that's it, and that doesn't really feel like a raid. Serpent Trial is difficult, but part of the difficulty behind it was the limited amount of times you could die. You know, that was part of the difficulty. It's not like they made it 120. They just added so you could die two more times. Uh, they added so you could die six more times as an entire group. They've essentially... But, but you just said it yourself. There's no lockout. So I think, I mean, who won... Yeah, I don't know. There's no lockouts, but I would like the, diffi the but, difficulty to be there and remain there. But they didn't make it any easier. I mean, the, if you the, die, the you die. Yeah, the mechanics are the same. They didn't right? nerf mechanics, hurt. but they did, technically Soul Reservoir is a type of mechanic. Because when you run out, you have to start over. So say you're you down the first boss and you're making your way towards the last. You had to make sure that as you got better, you were perfect throughout it. Because you had to go into it and try the boss with so many deaths. But now you don't have to. And I, I just that's me personally. I don't like it. I had to give why I didn't like it, and that's why I don't. 
But you're okay with crafting dailies being like impossible to complete? They're not impossible to complete. Are you impossible serious? To complete? How so? I, I picked up the, 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 the crafting dailies. Can, and I was... can you hold that thought? We'll move on to it. I don't want to jump around that much. Okay. All right. Okay, no, she's looking at me like that. Let's let's talk about crafting first. Go ahead. No, no, it's all right. You keep going where you're going. No, no, Go I ahead. just didn't want to jump all around because we we're going to get to it. We'll start with the crafting writs. What is your crafting writ? I picked them up. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be awesome, you know? Well, I didn't really think it was going to be awesome. I'm like, okay, I'll do this. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I, so I picked them up, and, you know, I had them, and I'm getting ready to, to craft, and I, I pull up what I have to craft, and I'm like, wow, that is a lot of crap I have to make. And I didn't have mats for any of it. None of it. I had, I had no mats for any of it. And I don't see how. Because when I'm with you, I pick up everything. Mm-hmm. But I had, I had nothing. Like like the mats that I that I need to craft, we're not even in the zones that give those mats yet. So I, I can't craft anything. And it's not like they want one of something. One of them wanted like four items that are all made out of the same material that I have none of. How am I supposed to complete that? And all of them are the same. They all want you to craft multiples. Mm-hmm of whatever stupid item with tons of whatever stupid mat you're supposed to have. All right. So I dropped them all. I said, no. All right. Well, I'm going to say this. The crafting rats or rats are designed for people who want to craft. Not the, not the, you're a casual crafter. You're not out there farming. You, you pick stuff as you go. Kipster just said in chat, the hoarder didn't have mats, which is just a horrible statement because I have mats. It's gotten so bad that I am vendoring stacks of mats. Because that's why you don't have any. <laughs> but, but no, 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 that's not it. Because the mats they're asking, I haven't gotten to where I can farm them. I don't have them. Well, that's because we level hey, Gil. slow. Gil. Technically speaking, because we level so slow, we would have been up there. Like, because, yeah, we're maxed out on our crafting. But if we had gone a little faster, we would have been in the zones to gather the materials before we had actually gotten maxed out crafting. Well, it's not the game's fault that you're not VR 14, right? I mean, you you have no think about it. You have max you have max level crafting, but you're not max level, right? So yep. the the problem is you can't get into the zone to get the stuff. Is that right? You can't you can't get void steel. Yes. Yeah. Right. So. Uh- Go I'm ahead. only up to ironweed. I can I can farm ironweed, but what the game is asking me to have, I don't have. You I've never. Been but, to, yeah, but that's because we maxed out our crafting. The game literally goes, "Oh, well, since you're a master crafter, yeah. you've apparently had the materials to get this high." Can I, I say something? Yeah. On that note, I have like every character has level thirty-two blacksmithing, woodworking, and clothing on my account because you get the hirelings. So I had this happen to me. I had 32 and my crafting or higher, but I only had one point in the actual line, the skill line. So blacksmithing, you know, using the ingots, that determines where you get the materials from. Mm-hmm. So my guy who had level 50 blacksmithing on him, just a, a mule that only had three points into the outfitters, had to get iron ingots. My actual blacksmithing that had the higher lane plus the nine points into blacksmithing had to get the void steel. So I had to basically redo my crafting so my level 32 guy wasn't my main crafter. Because how is my level 32 going to get void steel? 
Sure. So I don't know if that helps at all, but that's kind of why it does that or how it does it, I should say. Any other mat I have tons of. I had to well, vendor eight stacks of Galatite ingots. Well, that's here. I'm going to say this as well. And this is a perfect example. You had to vendor. That was a problem before the crafting writs. Because before the crafting writs, like before update five hit, Deltia, you probably looked at the market. I know I did. A stack of void steel went for how much on a market? I mean, it's just above vendor costs. Just above, like yeah. 600 gold, and that was lucky. So after the taxes and stuff, or the auction house yeah, cut, it's vendor it. you got like 500, and it was 400 to a vendor. The higher-end stuff was getting to the point where it, was, it wasn't worth it to keep. I mean, at one point, I had nine stacks of void steel. Nine full, 900 bars of void steel. And I had nothing to do with it. Now I've ripped through it. But with that being said, this is designed for people, like you said, we have lots of the lower mats because we spend so much time in each zone. Deltia rips through and probably picks three flowers. Well, he stops for every flower, but he only, like, you know, mines three nodes and then he's done with the zone. You and I, if if we actually took a, a metric of how many times we we farm nodes we would probably be in the upper percentile of hundreds of nodes gathered per zone rather than dozens. dozens. Yeah. So, yeah, we do tend to gather a lot, but crafting writs are designed as almost a two things. One... End game. It is. It's a crafting end game. And it's also a mat dump because what happens when the market becomes flooded with materials that no one really needs, such as void steel... It became vendor price. Look yep. at Final Fantasy XIV. They had this all the time. Whenever you had mats that were so common, people are just like, yeah, they're selling it for vendor price. It's like, why don't you just vendor it then? It's like, seriously? But that's what was happening with our Void Steel market because there was a lot of people up in the upper echelons of levels. Yeah, echelon, you like that? Uh-huh. So you said that word, but instead of saying measurement, you said metric? Metric okay. is a good word. That's a terrible... We've, not even the correct word for that no, sentence. No, uh, metric is. All right. Anyway, we've, we've already discussed this. I can say difficult words, but simple words like the... The. And, you know, stuff like that, I get confused for them. Um, but, yeah, it's a mat dump because the market got so flooded with the high-end mats because everyone's in Craglorn, everyone's mining stuff. I, I can understand that. Okay, I, I get that. But that's just why I was upset. Because I, sure. I gathered all that I'm like, I'm just going to do this. And If you respec and only them. put seven points in your blacksmithing, so you're up to Galatite, all your crafting grits would <laughs> ask for that, just so you know. Well, now that I vendored all my Galatite ingots, now I can't do that either. Why would you so... vendor them? You should have sold them. Because I had eight stacks. I know, but they were a lower level mat. Those actually didn't sell for vendor price. At 400 gold a stack? Yeah, that but you could have so sold them on the it. guild store for like 800. <laughs> they, they never sell. They never sell. Are you kidding? I'm selling mine also. Anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah, we're going to have Elder Scrolls. Um, the economy uh, edition. Economy yeah. theory someday. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. Now, here's the other thing. The crafting writs are also designed as a risk reward thing. Because when you hand them in, you get that little box. And I was telling Deltia this. When you open the box, you normally get crap. But there's a chance you'll get a rare drop called a surveying report. 
the surveying report takes you to an instanced area. It's not really instanced, but it's kind of, you go to an area and only you can mine the nodes. It's a high resource area. And they have higher amounts of items. Meaning, like, you know when you normally mine a node, you get three or four of an item. These things have seven to nine of an item, and there's like 12 of them in a small area. But here's another reward. Because the higher-end ones are all in Upper Craglorn, I did three of them today. I did an enchanting one, really only got uh, enchanting runes. I did a woodworking one, got like 50 night wood in a single shot. I did blacksmithing. I got 60 void steel, 20 galatite, and like 20 uh, quicksilver. And five fortified Nurncrucks. That was awesome. Because I pretty much made myself a shield. I'm like, with the current prices of Nurncrucks, I pretty much made 100k right there. Just from the Nurncrucks. Because right now you can sell them for anywhere from like 15 to 20k for a Nurn-honed item. That's how much it's kind of going for is what I've been seeing people sell them for. So with one surveying report, I had three of them. So I had a 33% chance... At that point, and I got five Nurncrux, I pretty much made a hundred thousand uh gold just from that. So yeah, I, I did probably use a hundred void steel, but in the long run, I think I made out. But then again, just like the other surveying reports, I got nothing. It's a risk, but it's a much yeah, it's, higher it's, chance. It's not for everyone. I mean, just like I think Robert in the chat room saying, you know, it's it's not for everyone, but it's it's really valuable for someone that looks for things to do crafting wise, you know. I was so gonna I, give it a try. Yeah. I was prepared. Next time, <sighs> what once you again, we're technically not at end game yet. Wait till you're VR fourteen and swimming in void steel, and then start doing the crafting mat. So then you're just like, it's an it's awesome. Fun. I like it. The pledges I did enjoy though. That's what we're moving on next. Perfect pledges. I love the pledges, and I, as much as this is kind of controversial, let's talk about it a little bit. Dungeon scaling, I think, is fantastic. I love it. I like difficult content, though. Uh, Delty, what did what did you feel about pledges and dungeon scaling? Well, I mean, my initial gut reaction, you know, obviously, I over <laughs> sometimes, uh, you know, gut reaction thing is is not good, and so. Initially, I, I wish there was a mechanic where you could turn it off if you wanted to, because I think it, while it's fun and engaging and makes older content fresh and exciting and I can do it and I can find a good group that can nuke things, not everyone can. And trying to pug it mid-afternoon when my mm -hmm. friends aren't online is absolutely miserable and I won't do it. Can I interject I, something here? Sure. I'm fine with the ability to turn it off, but there needs to be a, a penalty for doing so. I think they Which should is, level your level yes. down. Or, um, exactly. Like, so, if you don't do the thing, let's say this: if you don't do the level scaling, and it, it goes back down to a normal level, you should be even if you finish everything, you shouldn't be able to get a gold key. Make you only well, be able no. to get a silver or whatever the case may be. Well, here's the solution: just make it. If you turn it off, you don't get the undaunted done, but you can or complete the thing. You know, so banish cells was intended for that one through three or whatever that might be. So you turn it off. That's the reward you're going to get veteran one through three right so even if you have a gold key what does that matter you're going to get a vr1 necklace when you're vr14 so there's some disincentive for it um personally oh, you mean I, uh even if you get a gold key the thing out of the chest yeah. is only vr1 okay 
Right. So what's so the big big dogs won't even do that. There's no way to cheese it. And yet if people really just want to complete it and maybe aren't up there, you know, that's an incentive for them. Because why would I bring a VR four with me from now on if I'm VR fourteen? What's the incentive? Because if I make them the group leader, I'm getting useless gear. If I bring them along to a VR twelve instance, they're not going to carry their weight, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Um so there's some exclusionary things here. You're going to really need to get a good strong guild is what it comes down to. You're going to get need people that actually group up and are willing to work with people that maybe, you know, are new to grouping or, you know, not super elite, but because the little dinky specs that you've been doing soloing around, I'm sorry, it's not going to cut it in these veteran uh, delves if you're trying to get gold keys. It will not. And you're going to find that out. Um, so it's good and bad. It's going to make us better players in the long run. So I'm all for it. And it re- breathes fresh life, but I'm just arguing from a different perspective, sure. which is the people that maybe aren't the best, don't have tons of time to do that stuff and just want to get through the content without maybe the super Uber rewards. I think there should be something for them too. Hmm. See, and even Kipster said it still completes the daily for the gold reward. I don't know. I just... I'm of the notion, like, I do want the option for the people who just want to get the undaunted experience, the, the you know, the little rewards, but there needs to be a, you know, a factor to it. And like you said, one of the factors is, like, the head mount or whatever it is you can get from the bosses only drops based on the level. So, of course, if you want a VR-14, you have to go in as a VR-14 scaled group. Right. Um, which is helpful, but how do we stop them from going in, say they already have the VR-14 helm. They did it once. Happy day. Now they go in non-scaled, get a gold key, and then open the chest, and they get the the shoulder or whatever it is, whatever comes from the the chest. There needs to be a checks and balance even to that part. Like finishing the daily doesn't, you know, like people will cheese it like that. They do the VR14 once to get their gear, and then they do dailies. Well, that's what you, you can do that right now. You can do that right now. I mean, the so if you ran that dungeon as a VR12 with scaled, that, which is what I did, mm-hmm. I got the max drop for the head. And then I redid it on another character with a VR1 group leader. And I got a VR12 or a VR14 shoulder. So you can already cheese it. Sure. Yeah, there's these are some things I think they need to adjust because... But right now, fundamentally, it's great for the game. Oh. It just needs some tuning. Oh yeah, no, the way the the it being implemented in the game is fantastic, and it's probably one of the best things. And like we've talked about before, you know, we beat the dead horse like crazy. As much as people hate dailies, they love, dailies. love dailies when they're not yeah. there. Yeah. When they're like, oh, this game's not gonna like pre-launch. Every game is like, we're doing away with dailies. It's praised to high heaven. Oh, they're breaking out of the box. They're not doing dailies. This is going to be the best game. And then when they get there, they finish it and they go, there's nothing to do. I don't have anything to do to log in anymore. Yeah, that's what happens. I've played 70 hours in this week. This game sucks. It fails. Exactly. Dailies are great for a lot of reasons. Hey, hey, I I already retracted one of my statements. I was upset about all the dailies, but the pledges were fun. That was fun. And I mean, like you said, we what did Kip do as soon as we logged in? You ready for pledges? Like we already did That's one. He's, it, you hop yep. on and people are like, dude, pledge time. Let's go. I got and, whispered by someone I didn't even know saying, hey, hey, you want to do the Celine's web pledge? I'm like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? 
And then finally, the the risk match the reward in gear in terms of gear. Where, you know, doing veteran crypt of hearts that's going to be a pain in the butt for a lot of people that have not got the gold key or have not done the achievement. But when you get that proc with the meteor and it drops and no one else has it, that's sick. You know, that's the risk reward that we need in this game. Some sick, distinguishable gear that really makes doing the hard stuff worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I got. I don't know. I maybe got uber lucky and got the thing like the first day because I haven't seen really any other two piece sets around. I haven't seen a lot of them either. I've seen a few. Kipster put a couple of them out on Twitter, but I haven't seen a full set yet. And there's some ridiculous ones and the animations are cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not it's not just, oh, you get a little health or whatever. I mean, it pops a droid out, you know, a Dwemer thing. I mean, that's sick. So I can't wait to see the meteor one running around. Oh, yeah. Now, here's a. Here's another thing I wanted to bring up. Um, specifically, the sets, the Undaunted sets. I think I got kind of lucky, or I should rather say, they East got lucky and gave it all to me. But we got a lot of leather pieces for the Undaunted set. Um, but some of the set bonuses are kind of messed up. Did you notice? Like, like One of the ones in particular, it was... The first two set bonuses, you know, two, you know, for two and three pieces was 73 stamina each. So that's like 147 stamina. The third set bonus was a, was it a, oh crud, what was it? It was something weird. Oh, it was spell critical. Okay. And then the four set bonus added, uh, I forget what the other thing is. Five set was whenever you do magic attacks, it's a chance to add extra damage to spells. Conversely, and this was on on medium armor, or no, it was on, yeah, light armor had the stamina one, except for the fact it wanted spell critical, but it was kind of focused towards melee. Then we also got a leather drop that was all magicka based, like, first two were 73 magicka. That gives you a point to do it again. I mean, I think those are based, it's random, right? The trait's random. I've heard traits being random, but this is set bonuses being weird. Like the, I thought the if it was light or heavy might have been random too. I may be wrong on that, but that I hear. Um, yeah, Kipster does say it's random. I guess it's kind of interesting, but it was so like, that gives you that gives the, the trait and the lot the the weight is random, meaning gives you more incentives to do it. Bonus though is weird. That's what I'm talking about. Half the set bonus was saying like, um. Like even the set bonus was the first two were stamina, the third one was spell critical, and the fourth one was chance on melee hit to add extra physical damage. The next one had two sets of magicka, four percent weapon critical, and then a chance to add like fifty damage to spells. Like the weapon and spell critical was backwards. Like the the set bonuses were messed up. I'll have to take a picture of it. And uh, send it to you, Delta, so you can maybe get a visual. Well, I, I have the sets. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. But I got random drops that would proc different things. I'm not going to use them, so I didn't really pay too much attention to them. Sure. Well, for me, I was like, oh, that's an awesome set. And then I started looking at them, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is just really weird. I mean, I guess I'm okay with random because it does do a point where when you do get that perfect set, you can then, if it's not bound, you just got a marketable item or you can use it. Yeah, Kipster's saying that it's random. I mean, I, I think it's great. It gives you something to do. Keep running them. Oh, I got the reinforced. Yes, or I didn't get the whatever I wanted, so. Okay. Um, 
Can you scroll back up for a second? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay, because I need to see my next topic here. Uh, all right. Is there anything else anyone wants to talk about with Update 5 before I oh, go yeah. on to the next section? Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Deltia. Forward camps. Ah, gotcha. Um, first off, I, I want to apologize if I offend people as far as my strong opinion on this. If you have an opinion on it as well that's, you know, conversely to mine, it's equally as important as mine. So, trust me, I, I don't mean any disrespect when I disagree with people with forward camps. The whole argument with me in forward camps is basically there's no quick way to get in and out of PvP. Um, when there's and for me the tactical based PvP, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't like it. I like one on one. There's no siege weapons. There's no secret little thing. I don't like playing Battlefield 4. I don't like I don't like vehicles in my games. I don't like that sort of thing. So my perspective is. I don't want that in my game. I want straight up 4v4, 8v8, 3v3, 1v1. Don't care what the odds are. I want to see in the team on the other side. I want to queue up for one minute and I want to fight for 10 and be done with it. My team sucks. It's okay. Get a new one. Without that in the game, there's it, beforehand, I could, I could basically get in a fight. And if I died, it wasn't some super huge problem where I'd have to spend more time riding back than I do fighting. And for everyone that disagrees with me, I brought a team out and I said, let's try the new Cyrodiil and see what you guys think. You tell me how fun this is. We spent more times on our horse riding. And even when we were defending the keep, even when we had 10 people on team speak, blue and red did team up on us in the same keep and did not attack each other. So I'm not even going to go on that rant either. But what I'm saying, there's no quick solution for PvP and until Imperial City comes out. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of done with it. I'm over it. I just don't like it. It's not fun. It's not quick. It's not fast. It's not my type of game. So I think they, I don't know. I think there needs to be a compromise with forward camps. If you remove forward camps entirely, great strategy. Yay, great. Make maybe the movement speed on the roads faster. Make, um, I don't know, a random proc where a teleporter comes up and then you can bring a small group, 10 people through or something. Without that, Cyrodiil is huge, big, and sprawling, but... I don't want to ride my horse for five minutes and then fight, die, ride my horse for five minutes and then fight, die to four snipes, ride my horse for five minutes. I'd rather go pick flowers for an hour and at least know what I'm doing. I'm going to get done. So until that's fixed or until there's a low, small scale PVP battle, I'm pretty much done with it. Okay. Um, what, well, one of the things we were talking about earlier is removal of four camps. I still would like to see a position that you could, they have predetermined positions for forward camps that you would have to almost conquer and capture that could be closer, but you they would be limited so you couldn't place them anywhere. I would like to see that, but it's kind of yeah, weird so that they some, want this. Some compromise. I mean, I think the whole... There was some really cheesy mechanics with forward camps. Yes, the trolling camps or whatever. But what happened to the compromise of only Alliance Rank 6 can place them? What happened to that compromise? Why, why was that removed? It might be something we don't know behind the scenes. Like maybe it's a graphical thing where they didn't need people to clump up or something. But in its current state, I'm just not having fun. I would rather – this sounds so weird. I mean you got to realize I've PvP'd my whole life. Ultima Online, Diablo, the original, Age of Conan, Warhammer Online, every damn MMO I've we PvP'd. This is the least fun now I've ever had PvP, and that's sad. I don't like it. 
you have a look on your face, face. Well, because this is coming from the PvP here. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, the look on my face. Is, Duh, what? That's that's all. I hate, I don't I don't stunned. like it. It's, I mean, it's just I'm I'm stunned too, and it may be a gut overreaction, and I probably am overreacting because I do all the time. And you know, for those of you that do like it, I'd say great, keep doing it. But I'm not going to support it. Uh, I'm not going to like it, and I'm not going to shut up about it until there's a compromise or a way I can PvP quick, fast, without stupid weapons and vehicles and stuff, where it's an instance-based thing, and I know fair versus fair. I don't like getting ganked by 12 people and stealth. If you like doing that, Cyrodiil's a blast. I don't like doing that. It's just, I mean, it's not my play style. So I'm going, I'm going hard on the PvE now. From now on, I'm going hard on it. I love it in this game, so... I'm hanging up my PvP until it gets fixed. Sure. Delta needs a hug. Delta needs a hug. Yes. You know, but here's the thing: as as I don't think Delta is heated with it. Because there's there were people just as heated about having them in the game at all. I mean, let's um, yep. even uh, Tropos, which I'll throw him out here from uh, Tamriel Foundry, hates forward camps. I bet he was dancing when they said they were removed. Well, but we he were was in... an old school DOC, DOAC player, so he we likes were in this speak. We were in TeamSpeak talking about it, Atropos and I, yesterday. And he brought up some great points that I hadn't thought of. But then again, the most interesting thing that happened while we were talking is there was a guy in TeamSpeak. I, I forget his name, so sorry if I butcher your name. But he goes, literally, this was a conversation. I've been in this queue for one minute. This sucks. I'm going to go play a different game. I <laughs> swear to God. Think about that guy. Is he playing Elder Scrolls Online? <laughs> when he has to ride his horse 10 minutes into battle and he's mad about a one minute queue. No. Right. I mean, that's yeah. kind of, I mean, so the people that do like it, maybe like a Tropos and some other really hardcore guilds, or maybe even, you know, you don't have to be hardcore and like that type of thing. I'm arguing this from my perspective and that, you know, let's be realistic. This is America. This is 2014. A lot oh, of people, God. not everyone, not everyone. I don't want to generalize, but a lot of people, I guess I am generalizing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we do that on the show. We say we don't generalize, but we okay. Just. We do. People like things fast. Why is Dota successful? Why is Smite successful? Why is Diablo successful? Why is Starcraft successful? Right? It's quick. It's fast. It's easy. Why is World of Warcraft Arena successful? Click one button. One minute, I'm fighting. Boom! I lose. Ah, it sucks. Boom! One more minute later, I'm back in it. It's a blast. Maybe I I, I miss this i don't see how i missed it forward cams were completely removed mm -hmm. gone gandhi if Boom. you have them you can still use them but they, they only work for like five reds as if that yeah. and they're gone gone but isn't that what you wanted daltia no he likes no. forward camps no. no i wanted them to be changed in like the sense that you know uh an alliance ring six can only place them or maybe they were uber expensive you know like I don't know, 60k AP. So, like, now I'm earning basically half the AP I was because I'm not killing as many people because everyone's so afraid to attack. And it's just travel is a problem. I don't like riding my horse into battle. And if I do ride my horse, I get sniped. And then I have to walk in stealth for, like, literally 10 minutes. It's just not fun. Oh, wow. That's... And go in and try it. If you don't, if you don't believe me, go in and try it. If you like stealthing around, and it's just the only class I can play and be effective. And I, uh, people are going to say that's a you problem, and it probably is. Is a dragon knight, because snipe 
why is why is everyone using it? It has the most range out of any ability in the game. If you're using a destruction staff, a resto staff, it doesn't compare to the snipe because the focus aim buff for five extra meters. Plus, you get some jewelry with another five extra meters. You're looking at forty. You can get another set piece, a five piece. You're looking at forty-five meters of range. That's what everyone does. So the only class I can play is my Dragonite that has reflective scales, and I just sit there with all light armor and keep casting that so I don't insta-die. Hmm. I want to play my Nightblade. I want to play my Templar. I want to play, you know, and that's probably a me problem, but it's not fun. I, I don't want to just use reflective scale light armor Dragonite in PvP to survive or do a full medium light armor or medium armor sneak, never go out of stealth Nightblade. That's but not fun. But why would you be running around by yourself in Serial anyway? Because it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and no one's on to play with. I could usually just go in there, find a quick pickup group of 10 people, and we could get in a battle. If we died, it wasn't a big deal. That's the fun, casual side of PvP that I love. That, you know, 2 in the afternoon, who's playing? You know, it's me. And I don't have that fun where I just, boom, get in there, it's quick and it's fun. Now it's like, I have to wait around till there's 12 people in TeamSpeak. Um, otherwise, I go in there and just die repeatedly. Okay. Well, see, how we play Cyrodiil we do it in a very calculated, because I'm used to the DOAC-type play style, where when, you, when you're doing Cyrodiil, that's what you're doing for the day. Um, or in that case, Frontiers. But, I, I don't know. See, I'm of the notion that I was glad when forward camps were removed. But have or, you been actually, I didn't even know they were removed, but I was in the camp of having them be removed. But have I you played it? Six. Have you played it? Have I? Yes. Have you played it since they've been removed? Not since I, they've been removed. Exactly. I'm sorry. Try it. It's not fun. I, I honestly, when I, whenever I did Cyrodiil, because I did it a lot before, I never used the forward camps anyway. So but, them being gone to me isn't that big of a deal. I, I still played dark age of camelot where there was none whatsoever so i understand what he says like people are afraid to attack because if you do wipe it's forever to get back so well, people are more calculated they'll hang at max range and try to figure out how they're going to attack you if you do a double snipe with full medium armor night blades you you die there is nothing you can do about it unless you have reflective scales up first I mean, there's nothing you can do about it if you're on your horse or if i use a stealth detect pot and my buddy marks you you're dead i mean it's not fun, and it's all out in the open. I just, I just hate it because I was <laughs> having so much fun, dude. PvP was a blast. It's just not for me. And I played Warhammer Online. Don't get me wrong; I know all about open world PvP. But then again, it was it was isolated in zones. You came out of the keep, and you thirty seconds later you were fighting. It wasn't five minutes. Cyrodiil is huge, big, sprawling, but that's also one of the problems: is that it takes a while to get in the game. Sure, and. I'm just going to quit ranting about it. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, I absolutely adore this game. You guys know that. But mm -hmm. in the same, the same instance, I'll be the biggest fanboy, but I also will call something out that I think not everyone else has this opinion. And it's a hard opinion to stand by if you, you know, the other big name people out there don't have the same opinion. But I don't care. It's mine. I'm going to stick with it because I sure. believe that it's a mistake. Well, I agree with that. It's that's perfectly okay. I mean, like I said, when I went into not Cyrodiil, but you know, the Frontiers and Dark Age Camelot, that wasn't a. I went with a group because that was what we were designed to be. But then again, that game also had battlegrounds and things like that. Right. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. But how big was it? Just how... not near as big. Okay. Uh, the well, I shouldn't say that. The Frontiers were split into three different sections. 
um, that you kind of had a quasi port to. Um, uh, I don't know. It didn't. Cyrodiil feels massive. It really does. But the frontiers were very large as well. And the thing with frontiers was the frontiers. The best part about frontiers, the transit system didn't even exist in that game. It was hard to port around like it is in this one. At least not until till they revamped the Frontiers, at least. So it, it was like what you're experiencing now without the forward camps is what um, what DOAC had at the time. Where you literally joined what was called, well, I was a hippie, so it was a frolic group. Uh, we frolicked. Yeah, frolicked. The, the Midgards were Zergs. We were frolicked. And you ran around and took it out keeps. But you call me the hippie. I was a hippie. Okay. Celts and we called it frolicking. I know it was kind of weird. Um, but yeah, it, it was a time investment because when you got out to a keep, keep the thing is, DOAC keeps didn't change hands that often, especially not the inner keeps. The ones in Cyrodiil that are close to the mile gate that were easily accessible hardly ever changed hands. People had those for months. Um, oh, the border ones on the outside, you know, kept, they changed hands. But that's how the game was. It was a little slower pace than what it One is One thing. Now. Yeah. I, w- I want to thank Tamriel Foundry and then also the Guild Ta, um, the Art of Warfare, for putting on the Grand Melee. I fought in it and got my butt kicked. Uh, I think the guy who beat me won the thing. But still, I mean, my build was definitely to fight Zergs, not one-on-one. It showed. But regardless, God, dueling was fun. My God, do they need that in the game? And I don't care if it's friendly duels. Um, we just had a blast with that. And that could be such a huge, important thing in this game, even just friendly duels. I mean, we could go on the PTS and make different characters so we could all duel each other in tournaments. And what a great idea. So thanks for putting that on and hosting that. It was a great thing for the community. Keep it up. I will say, justice system, man, when that comes out, I think that'll put a lot of the framework in place for friendly dueling. Because yeah. it'll it'll have those mechanics and systems small in scale, place. Yeah, because yeah, right now, they don't have that in place for friendly. Yeah, like, and I'm, I'm going sure to stick they around. They don't have the code in there. But once the justice system comes out and they implement that code to attack friendly players, I think then you'll start seeing duels and things come. Just from a technical side of things. So, yeah, moving on to the next bit, we're going to shift from PvP to PvE complaints of experience nerfs. Oh, yeah, huge. Yeah. So they changed from veteran points to experience points in update five. But a lot of people I've seen a lot of people complaining about, well, now it even takes me longer than it did before, because I guess the experience wasn't near as much in theory when they first uh, present it to us they're like well this is how much experience it'll take you to hit a veteran rank it's consistent it's like one point i don't know four 1.4 million and that's what you need to take every single time and it should be in theory a lot faster than the veteran ranks were but people are seeing that it's now slower much of the grinds people were doing were not yielding as much experience as they were veteran points they're like well now it's even taking me longer yeah well now, you know well you know why I mean, the the reason why is they changed it from vets to experience points, but they didn't adjust what experience points were rewarding. So, like, you kill a mob, it's 200. I kill a boss when it was vet points, it was 37,000, right? So they kind of did a stock split without rewarding 
more XP. They didn't adjust the price, essentially, is how I take it. I could be mm-hmm. completely wrong, but... There was an official post, I think, from Gina, who said that they did notice that this was not intended and they will be fixing. So, that's a good thing. So, let's let's talk a little bit before we end our discussion on Update 5. I think it's pretty good, because one thing I love with these developers is they have the known issues thread that every time they do a patch... They put out a known issues thread and let us know what they discovered is wrong with the patch and what they're doing and when they think they're going to fix it. Uh, first off, some facial animations for NPCs are not functioning properly, and the status, of course, is red, so it means they're investigating. They have a short list of NPC faces that need to be remedied, and they will be addressing it in a future patch. So there's no ETA. Specifically, I don't know, well, I'm sure everyone has. The first girl you talk to for the Undaunted Pledges, her first three or four lines of dialogue, her mouth doesn't open. Like, at all. Yeah. She talks afterwards, but the first three or four lines of dialogue that she, you know, for the uh, beginning of the Undaunted Pledges quest just doesn't work. The ability of repentance is causing you to have black blotches on your face and body. Is that why you look dirty? I had camo, yeah. Potential fix in 1.5.3, so they got something out there and should probably fix it. Probably the biggest thing that almost made me want to quit the game, the emote slash lean back coin was not working. I, I almost quit. I was like, <laughs> screw this game. And I, you know, my, my, my sub ended yesterday and it wasn't fixed. And I was like, forget it. This game sucks. Failed because <laughs> slash lean back coin did not work. But they actually do have a fix. 1.5.3. Crafting Dwemer containers within ruins are usually empty. That sucks. Yeah, but this did not affect Ag because he (laughs) already got about, I don't know, was it four different Dwemer? Uh, Dwemer? Three. Dwemer, what are they called? Three. Dwemer motifs. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, he got three three of them. them. So he's just rolling in the dough. Over there. Yeah, Kipster was hating me because I'll talk about it a little bit. We went and we were running, and he he did it for like eight hours or something like that and got three. I think total I was in there for maybe an hour and got three. So random is random. Random is random, but Lady Luck does love me. Alchemy Ritz are not updating your quest log when you gather the appropriate reagents. Again, they'll be fixing that one point five point three. There is a two to three second delay when starting a craft and or to craft certain items. They are working on a fix, but there is no ETA on that. Uh, swapping weapons while in stealth will temporarily break you out of stealth for a moment. They do have a fix, or they say potentially fixed in patch 1.5.3. So that's a yellow status. Uh, you can block or dodge roll the healing over time provided from the ability momentum and its morphs. Yeah, that's kind of weird. They, they're they still working on a fix. There's no ETI. My character literally dodges the heal from Rally. It's funny. My character just all of a sudden will dodge and it goes, Rally, dodge. It's like, that was a heal. Why did I dodge that? That's kind of funny. You will sometimes fail to transform into a werewolf, but your ultimate will still be used and movement speed decrease. That happened to me a lot. This is likely caused by hitting the cast ultimate key rapidly. Yeah, that's me. They're investigating a fix in the meantime. So 
Yeah, that's still a problem. That happened to me quite a bit, but I do tap my ultimate. Well, you were like friend. stuck in this yeah, position. The half morph where half your body is morphed. It's kind of funny looking. Healing Ward appears to be firing its heal when the ability is recast upon you. And they do have a fix for that in 1.5.3. Um, undaunted pledges completed at silver or gold level are currently rewarding less undaunted reputation than intended. They are fixing that in 1.5.3. So uh, there wasn't maintenance pretty much like an hour after the servers came back up because I think Delta, I saw your tweets on that. You're like, in the game! And it's down. <laughs> but they did that to fix issues with Dragonstar Arena, Sanctum Ophidia, and the new areas in Craglorn introduced an update for. There was an infinite loading screen people were getting, so they had to hot fix that. And they took the servers down for what, like 15, 20 minutes? It wasn't. Uh, it, was long. Quite, it was an hour, actually. Was it an hour? Okay. I think it was, yeah. I was at work. I have no sense of time there. They said 15 minutes. There was a, Their ETA was 15 minutes, but it took like an hour. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, there's currently an issue where you're not gaining as much XP as intended while progressing through veteran ranks. Potential fix in 1.5.3. It's nice. Uh, you cannot use ERX to navigate conversations. So it looks like your UI bugs out from time to time. That will be fixed in 1.5.3. Searching through one guild store will display the same items for other guild store merchants. That's kind of weird, and will be fixed in 1.5.3. And the final one, it is taking much longer than intended to form a group using the LFG tool. They are investigating no ETA. Uh, I think they talked about that on ESO Live as well. People were yep. in chat were saying, hey, why is it taking so long with the LFG tool? So that's kind of different. I don't really use that because I always just bug kit. Never pug. Yeah. Never, I, ever, I ever. So... Bug. Yeah, I abuse Kipster a lot. Love you, Kip. Just so you know. All right, does anyone have anything else they want to say about Update 5 before we move on? This will be the end of the Elder Scrolls discussion. Everyone has to send Deltia hugs because he rants it a lot today, and I feel like he needs hugs. It's just, yeah, it's, I mean... That's the Argonian in you. <laughs> no, I mean, come on, let's be real. I am been treated very well by the developers and the community and you know I, I don't want to be offensive towards anyone if you strongly disagree with me but at the same time You're you know opinion. I know and I, I want this game to succeed and I think that if you had something in there that was quick nasty uh, and you could get your hands dirty fighting other people it's going to be great now with that being said this update is fantastic I absolutely love PvE in this game I never thought I would come to love PvE. It feels it feels chaotic, and that's what I really like about it. It's not just, oh, the, the tank sits here and does one thing. Everyone else has no pressure. Mm -hmm. Everyone has pressure. I love it. And yet, I, I hate the chaotic type of fights, though, where there's no it. structure. There's no, there's yeah. no control. I there's, that's PvP. That's why I love it. Yeah, but in a PvE side of point, the thing I like most about ESO is there's still mechanics and stuff that you have to do. Like, there's certain things people have to do that it feels like a raid you could plan for. Like, guys, we need you to move here when you're doing this. We need you to pop ultimates now. There's things you can do from the PvE side that doesn't make it feel chaotic. But like you said, it's not a tank holds it and stands here and nothing will ever move off of the tank. Right, that's lame. Come on. Yeah. You sit back 40 meters and no pressure. 
I'm not doing that. Yeah, ever. she's looking at me. She like in WoW her druid tank. She swiped and was holding fifty mobs on her, and she just stood there. Hey, I had a rotation. You still had a rotation, but the tank was literally a holding tank. forty people. You had no block tanking. mechanic, it no was... stamina. <laughs> you click one button, and then you go through your. Okay, I this procs up for two minutes, and then I, this procs up for fifteen seconds, and sorry, I just. It's yeah. what you did. The I short was buffs tanking. are fun. I, I like the fact that like even our defensive buffs don't last for very long. It's and I mean, there's no set timer. Like your Dragon Star or you're not Dragon Star, your banner, which is a we'll say a defensive debuff, in other games it was two minutes. You used it when you knew a big hit was coming, and then you yeah. had like ten seconds, but then it was down for two minutes. This is if you so do quick. stuff right, you could get ultimate up faster, or if you do stuff wrong, you might not have it for the next time you need it. And then I just yeah well Isn't everyone would neat that's everyone macros everyone macros all their crap anyways I mean I had a macro that I click one button it goes through a series of perfectly timed mechanics and oh guess what you die I win I mean I didn't like that in WoW not WoW other games okay I I was a rift you could do that people me, were doing it in one button I never macro I I don't I don't macro anything. I make sure that if I need to press a button, I will press it. Because I should be skilled enough to be able to press all of my buttons while concentrating on the game. So I never macroed anything. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. I, unfortunately, I did. I think, well, I did too, because that was the effective way of doing it. It was the only way you could pull <laughs> the numbers you needed. Yes, Mr. Way. Bigglesworth ESO. The challenge for tanks and WoW for the last two expansions has been active mitigation, self-healing, etc. Yes, I agree with you. No. It's the only game I will ever tank in, because it was no. the best experience ever. No. Uh, All right, this is the end of the Elder Scrolls discussion topic. We're going to move on to our favorite section, the tales. What have we been doing in-game this week? And Deltia. Can I go first? Can I go Absolutely, first? Absolutely, Deltia. You may go first. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm a big kid now. Like, I'm all grown up in this game. Um, so, I, I don't have enough time to really organize guild stuff and do my blog and do podcasting and stuff like that. So, I was really searching for a well-organized, you know, good group of people, but had progression on their minds. I mean, PvP... I kind of am out of that stage for now. And so I've been talking with uh, Atropos from Tamriel Foundry, and he kind of invited me along to try out the guild for a while. And so the first night I get on, and I'm like, yeah, let's do veteran uh, veteran mode Dragon Star Arena. I'm like, all right, why not? I mean, I've been looking for a group to do this. We got to the final stage. Uh, that was pretty cool. We got like 29 lives left and we reached wave 10 on veteran mode i was deeping on my dpsing on my night blade and i have a lot of room to improvement uh to improve on for dps and so that's what i'm gonna really focus on this week but wow that last boss I, it's hard and i was like i go why is this harder they just kept going on and on about how hard it was i'm like why is it really harder you'll see okay it's like it's mechanics, it's ads, it's fire, it's ultimate drops. It's like you have, if you screw up one little thing, you're dead. And that was so fun. But in the night, though, I was really tired and I wasn't performing well. So, you know, we got nuked on it. But doing Dragon Star Veteran mode, I went and blew all my Drew Wax. I go, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to focus on. I wanted to try PvE and try to be really, really good at it. 
and try whether DPSing or tanking or whatever, I'm willing to learn the mechanics. I'm willing to learn the fights. I'm willing to change my buildup to be successful on the team. And I'm missing that team thing where everyone gets on and has a real big common goal. Um, and I felt like I had that. Uh, and so that was really nice. And, you know, it's hard playing with during my play times and stuff, especially if I'm doing guides and whatnot. And so it's going to fit really well in my schedule. I'm going to keep trying to do it and trying to progress and see the other aspect of the games I really haven't seen, which is really progression PVE. I have, to be honest, I have never really done it that hardcore. So I'm going to try to do it and see if it's something for me long-term to do. I have a bunch of different characters on it. So I'm getting that aspect. And plus I need more credibility for my site and my guides. I mean, I can say I'm really good and do all this really fancy, cool stuff, but you know, where's the proof? Ultimately I need to do the content. Right. So for me, it was doing that and rolling with those guys and doing the dailies almost every single day and making some guides, redoing my tanking guide. I was really busy with podcasts and stuff, but just a fantastic weekend game. Just awesome. So it couldn't be any better with that, getting on the show and playing with the developers. It was, it was humbling. I really liked it. Excellent. Well, uh, Thais, let's talk about our, our weekend game. I always ask you, has anything changed on your character? Not really. Okay. But, um, but I did add some more skill points to, to different things. Uh, just, just, you know, because someone was suggesting something. I put a skill point in. I can't remember what it was for. Oh, wait. Maybe, was it null? Nullification? Oh, the... Negate. Negate. negate there we go. And I put it on there because everyone's like, ah, negate. Negate. It's so awesome. Negate. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll use negate. So I'm using the gate, and Kipster's like, okay, you have to stop using the gate. Because <laughs> apparently I was using it at the wrong time. I'm not sure. So I'm like, you know what? I don't I have... think you were using it on single target bosses. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, what is, whatever. Yeah, there's like more <laughs> bosses. She's throwing the gate on it. <laughs> because it was the only ultimate. I'm like, obviously, you can only have one, one ultimate. And it was the one on my bar. So like, I'm just going to use it whenever it's up. And Kipster's like, you're not, you're not helping anything. Just stop. So I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I'm just going to go back to using my Storm Atronach because he's amazing. I love that Atronach so much. You haven't named him yet? Oh. I, Sparky. Was, what was his name? Sparky. Because I have Pookie yep. and then I had another one. What was the other one? That Atronach's cool when it goes in there. and The graphics on that Atronach, come on, tell me that's not amazing when that thing drops. Oh, and like the ground shakes. It's so epic when he pops up. Yeah. That is my favorite ultimates it really is because he does so much he takes aggro and he does damage and it's just flashy and and he's like sparky and cool i really like him uh, so she <laughs> kipster she tries <laughs> and then what else did i change in the one dungeon we were in normally i don't change any of my skills <laughs> yeah okay I don't change not with kipster playing not with not with kipster at the helm believe me <laughs> But in the one dungeon, because it was really, really difficult, we'll, we'll get into that later, but I, I was having to switch and try all kinds of different skills until I found something that worked. So every time we died, I was going back to my skill bar, I was pulling this skill off, putting this one on, and like changing everything. So finally, when we were done the dungeon, I'm sitting there thinking... What was my original build? <laughs> I couldn't remember. <sighs> it was so frustrating. So yes, that was that was my character this week. I see. 
Well, I adore stamina builds. And I, I will never fully give up on a stamina build. <laughs> I won't. I won't. <sighs> However, I will No, no, hold on. I think I can pull some serious damage with a somewhat hybrid build with a two-handed sword if I hybrid in, like, Vampire's Bane, because that does a lot of damage. It's like a yeah. single-target spell and a dot. So as long as I keep the dot rolling, I think that will help. I'm not impressed with the damage that Cleave does for AoE. Carve? Yeah, carve. I mean, ultimate's nice, but they even nerfed that. They did increase the damage a little bit. The bleed's okay. But to be honest, its damage still isn't on par, so I switched my secondary weapon to Destro Staff. No! Oh my impulse. god, you're going to the... You got it. You're an impulse meatball now? Yeah, for AoE, <laughs> I'm an impulse meatball. <laughs> oh my god. Crushing because for single target, my two-handed sword is sick. I think I can really pull some serious damage, but when there's adds, the carve just doesn't seem to do enough. So You're I turning, bro. You're slowly turning. I will never give up that two-handed sword. I'm going to hold on to it forever. It will always be on my bar. Um, so yes, I I, I went with uh, impulse, and of course, then I also have a uh, blazing spear and vampire's bane on the bar as well. And uh, what was the other spell? Uh, inner light and. Oh. What was the uh, equilibrium or a heal? If I'm soloing with you, I have the heal on. So or you're dueling. Doing, you're doing spell sim and mage light. You're like a big boy now. <laughs> <laughs> Only on my one. I'm still rocking five medium armor and two light though. That's the thing because I'm still my main bar is still my two handed sword. Oh, I love you, Hag. That's great. You're you're coming over. Next thing you know, there's gonna no, be a I, that two handed sword will always be my secondary bar. He uh, is driving me crazy because people in Guild are like, "Oh, come do this, come do this," and Hag's like, "No, I can't. My my build's not finished." So I had to turn to him and go, "When is your build ever finished? You're always like, it doesn't matter. Just just." Just go. Just go. Because yeah. you're always changing something. I, I love all the skills in the game, and I can't figure out which ones I want more. The only <laughs> thing I'm really set on is my two-handed sword. I'm determined to keep that going. You know, and, can I, I inter jump in real yeah. quick? I People have been kind of asking me to do the two-handed sword, like, harvester thing. You know, kind of like what you were doing, my own little version. I can't get it to work, man. I, I am not having success with it. <sighs> I, I think I, carve does not hit hard at all. I mean, the bleed is nice, but it's still not enough to really. You don't need a you need a bleed on a single target. An AOE bleed that you're going to keep on spamming. Yeah. Just it's it's a weaker version of impulse. It's a significant weaker version than impulse, and I just can't get it to work, man. Which and is I, why I have an impulse on my secondary bar. So when there are tons of ads, I swap there and just impulse spam. And then bow is just, it's nasty for single target damage. In comparison to the two-hander, it's like, I hate it now because the two-hander doesn't do very good AoE and it doesn't do good single target. It's just not viable, it seems like. Well, the I think part of the problem is all the abilities are kind of weird. And I will say this, because Carve, like you said, is a weaker version of Impulse that puts a bleed on targets that don't last that long. Dots are great. That's why I have Vampire's Bane on my two-handed bar, because it's a dot, and it's a long yeah. dot. 
And that's something I would keep up. It's my magic is spam or whatever the case may be. So while I'm doing the stamina builds with my two-handed sword, I constantly have Vampire's Bane going as a rolling dot. Um, Carve adds a bleed, which, like you said, is, goes on to adds, which generally should be down in a couple seconds. Because if they last longer than that, your group's probably going to wipe anyway. Um, Wrecking Blow is... I don't know. Cast time on, on an ability like it. I understand the cast. I almost wish they had a morph for wrecking blow where it's like a PVP morph and not like it has the cast time. If it has a stun or it makes it instant. If you know, it removes the stun, but makes it instant. I would love it. It's like a weaker version of snipe. I mean, Oh, it hits like a freaking truck, but unless you really get the weaving in there, it's, any, any channels, it's hard to weave. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it needs, it's, I can't get it to work. And I know there's someone that's better than me on it, but I'm frustrated because I thought the changes were going to be really good. And I seen on the PTS is like, I'm a two handed werewolf, I think is going to be able to make it, but I just can't do it. Well, one of the things we talked about with game sound, pretty much they're like, you have to turn the game sound out. You hear the sound before the animation completes. That's when you can do your weave. That's like you have to listen for that audio cue and then you can try to do your weave with that channel attack. Mm. I think it would be a pretty nice thing, though, if they would, like I said, make a more fat, um, you know, le- remove the stun opponent, but make it instant. Because I can imagine if it were instant stun like that, it probably would be a little OP in PVP. I don't know. Maybe because um, you could probably. Well, then again, it probably still wouldn't be if you could make an instant cast. The the CC mechanic in PvP is terrible. You get five seconds of immunity every time you get CC'd, and then snares and mobilizers are off the are on the CC cooldown. Uh, So, I mean, well, so someone couldn't sit there and spam it on you though, because you would become immune to it. You you just break it, you're CC immune, and so then as long as your stamina regenerates 500 stamina by the time five seconds is over. You would, if you literally have 100 stamina regeneration, um, or about 130, you can basically always be CC immune. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I think if that being the case, they should just remove the the timer or the the make it instant for wrecking blow because that's our really only attack that doesn't have a special um circumstance to it that's that you can use anywhere but it because of the cast timer it makes it awkward Be, but it does hit like mule then again you have the executioner or the reverse slice which looks awesome but doesn't do any real damage until they're under 25 percent. it's an executability uh critical charge is a charge you know that that's it's fine but because of the minimum range you can't really it's a charge mechanic so you don't use it all that much um Especially in a PVE type fight, while you, like while you're on the boss, like standing there damaging him, that ability's not being used. Just it's not. Uh, Rally was interesting. It's a permanent buff, and the heal's nice. That one was a nice change, but there's no other abilities you can just use that are useful. Like um, Crushing Shock, for instance, which is uh, Destruction Staff. I know that's Kipster's go-to thing. He just there's no there's it. no spammable. There's no spammable one. There isn't. The only spammable one you could do is Reverse Slice, and that doesn't do any damage until you're under the twenty five percent. You could spam it all day, but you you're probably better off <clears throat> just doing light attacks than spamming that ability 
because every racing skill line has has a spammable like poison arrow on the the, the bow. You have uh, rapid strikes uh, on the two hander, crushing shock on the distro. I mean, everything has basically a spammable cast except two hander. Exactly. That's a you know. I guess their idea is your spammable would have been carved, but carve is worthless single target. You know what I mean? It's like a butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of the major thing. And I know they wanted to make Wrecking Blow the bread and butter spammable, but with such a cast time on it, it it just doesn't feel good. So hopefully, if they were to remove that cast time and that's a spammable, I think two-handed would be in a nice spot. Like a really freaking nice spot. But until until they do that, it is kind of clunky still. And even so, as an AoE, I don't... They do splash damage, which is kind of nice. It still doesn't compare to Impulse. I don't know if Impulse is <laughs> no. just too strong. but Impulse that, is freaky. Well, it, it is, because let's talk about that in terms of... I feel like Impulse, with any other staff other than Fire, is not... It's just oh. it's nothing to be happy about. It's like, yeah. Eh. Eh, but just, no other no other weapon skill, period. Bow, Resta... Well, not Resta. Resta really shouldn't have a damage. Uh... They don't have that level of AOE. Like, I don't even think, what is it, that Whirling Blades or whatever from two or Dual Wield? I don't think that actually does near that is, damage. That has very good AOE damage. Does it, it really? Very comparable. Yeah, the radius is bigger. Um, I don't think it's capped on AOE, like the same mechanic. It's very good. Okay. Well, Bo but it doesn't does, have but anything. It doesn't. Why is it really effective? Is because in a fire staff, it applies a dot. That dot ticks every for ten seconds on every enemy that it hits. Every tick generates ultimate. That's why you get so much ultimate. That's why magic is better. I feel like though, like the actual damage from the attack itself, just it just feels like it does more. Because I had an ice staff on and I was using the attack, and like their health just was not budging. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it's just because the fire is so much prettier. No, it. it like, they do change. They do change. It actually even tells you when you look at it. It says with fire does this. It oh, increases oh, I, critical. And, oh, I, I know that. Yeah. It was just. It was just so strange. I. I actually had to switch back to a lower level fire staff to do more damage than the higher level ice staff. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's just two handed right now is in a weird predicament where. There's no spammable skill to make it a good single target because there's you, not. If you played a Nightblade dis- double destruction, you would never go back. It is that I'm powerful. I'm not all about big numbers, though. Like, what I, are you I, about? The PV, right? Doing damage, right? I, I, no, I, am, about, I do, right? but I have to do it in a, in a class that I like. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, a Retribution cool. Paladin in Warcraft in BC when no one would even take me to do normal dungeons. I, I don't know what that means, but cool. Retribution Paladins were just terrible. They're like, seriously, go They're like the Templar DPS of... They, they, they were. <laughs> they really were. Maybe that's why I like it so much, because that's what it was back in you the like day. You like the underdog. You like the underdog. Yeah. I do. I like the underdog, and I like my Holy Warrior, and I don't want to... It's a cool class. I really like tanking. It's a beast, man. Healing? Oh, my God. Uh, Templars are sick healers. Yeah. I just, I like the type of, that Crusader play style, that, you know, the Holy Magic fighter. That's what I like. And I don't like it, even aesthetically wise on the other classes. That's why I plan on sticking with my Templar and just praying for Zoss to make the changes. But as I see it right now, as you said, there's no spammable skill 
other than wrecking blow and with the timer it just is weird um and the aoe is subpar to impulse and like i don't know there's just, there's a lot of things i think two hand still but it looks so cool it does it looks, it looks cool i'm playing it right now my templar two-hander and it's just it looks it's so oh, reverse slash is probably the coolest animation ever for a melee weapon like you spin around and if you do the one more uh reverse slice it creates AOE. like a stomp mechanic like animation like when you hit the ground dust flies up it looks really cool it, but that's that's what I'm currently running because I still am determined not to give up on my on my two hander. Well, I'll, I'll give you a for effort. One last comment: There's not when I did PvP, <laughs> uh, there, there was nothing like doing a critical rush into a blazing shield, carve their face off, and just nuke them down and stand on top of people. Oh my god, that they just got mad. I loved oh, yeah. it. Love my two hander. Yeah, critical charge is. Nice for PvP, but I think it has limited in PvP. Well, actually, I like toppling charge too. Uh, we're going off, but yeah, but that again, that's Magicka. So yeah, well, this will be a seven-hour show if we get into staff we, versus sticks. Let's talk about pledges. We did do pledges for the first time. Um, we did VR four ranked Celine's Web, which was fun and difficult, but not so much so. And then we did uh, Elden Hollow, which was awesome it was so much fun we did it with kipster i forget who the other person was who went with us we had two uh, different people didn't we we went to celine's web and then no we same person was yeah i'm sure kip will remember. kip will tell us who it was and i feel bad that i don't remember their name at the moment um all i remember is that they were a vampire and the final boss in elden hollow arm arm was oh arm? It, arm something or another yeah um does all fire damage for anyone who doesn't know what he does is he will randomly like kind of rear up and throw fire puddles where anyone was standing will you pet him he is like loving I, you so much right now i love you titus you're such okay. a good khajiit right. now you can answer all right i was gonna say you can't pet me yeah <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so he puts fire damage on the ground like these puddles that stay so you have to place them and try to make sure you have enough enough room as you go along and then he does a giant jump in the air and stomps which puts all the fire out but does massive damage and oh our poor guy oh i felt so bad he was a vampire he died every time he did a stomp just there was nothing we could do uh we finally somehow or another made it through but pretty much every time before a stomp he was full health he was bubbled we had hots rolling on him. There was anything we could do to keep him alive. I think we threw barrier down. <laughs> he had to have barrier ultimate up just so he could survive this attack. And then he only survived it with like a hundred hit points at that. He had over three grand health. And on my Templar, I was only rocking two, four or something like that. And I still made it out with less damage. <laughs> it was great. Uh, the the final boss. Okay, um, it we died so many times. The greatest thing about it is when we finally were able to kill him, because we had Kipster oh. and we had Arm, and it was amazing. The boss was down to about three percent, and we're we're all pumped that we're gonna get to beat it, and we're so excited, having so much fun, and we're all in team speak together, and all of a sudden, all we hear <laughs> is Kipster go no. 
Because he decided to tank on the edge of the platform. He took one step backward and fell off. He just fell right off the platform. It was like slow motion. You could see him falling off the cliff going, no! <laughs> it was great. Oh. It, was, it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Kipster, don't say it. Don't, don't say, say it. it. Don't, don't say it. We love you, Kipster. It was great. But it was like, I'd have hated myself if we It was like 2% and mm-hmm. he falls off and the boss starts running around and we're like nuking it, hoping to kill it. Our vampire's running through fire trying to heal us. Ag and I are trying to like kill the ads that are spawning while trying to do damage to the boss. He's over team speak, just freaking out. Please, Beto, please. I can't believe I fell off. It was amazing. Oh, that was great. Oh, we had so much fun doing that. Did we say we did it on hard mode? We were doing it on hard mode. Yo, we activated the hard mode for the final boss. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, cuz that was You mean reading a book? Is that what you mean by hard mode? Yeah. Yeah, well, isn't book. that isn't that like it turns on like hard mode? Yeah, it, it does the hard mode. You no, know Delta. You no, know what? Sit over there. Sit over there. God. <laughs> Kip, that was corner. like the best thing ever though. It, it, I'll remember that for like ever. Oh yeah. Cuz that was great. Um but little Missy over here, she's so used to playing Final Fantasy 14, which if you haven't played that when they revamped it, the zones are all caged in like it looks like you can walk further but you can't because there's invisible walls so while we're running across this daedric realm we're on this bridge she's like i'm just gonna jump up on on the ledge and just run along the ledge thinking there was an invisible wall that would keep her from falling there was not i jump on the ledge take one step too far to the right and i just fall right <laughs> off the bridge and i think over team speak someone's like did i did i just watch her walk off the bridge like yes <laughs> Yes, you did. There's no safety mechanic. You literally just fall into oblivion. It was yep. great. Uh-huh. So I was falling to my death. And then Ag did it about 30 minutes later. Just walked oh, off the side of the I bridge. was stealthing around trying to get that stealth attack on the boss. And I turned around and fell off. I'm like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> the was... only one who didn't fall off was Arm. Yeah, but poor Arm kept dying from the fire. So he, I don't think he wanted to risk dying any other way. He, he was sitting there like, you should have heard him. It was great. He was like, if I could turn off Vamp right now, I, I would just drop it. Like, right now, I just I hate it. Because <laughs> it was so hard. But, uh, yeah. Finally, after several skill switches and barriers. and Me using skills I've never used in my life. And the best part, none of it was used on the boss. We all used them on arm to make sure he survived. <laughs> oh, great. And then we did a little bit of questing in Rivenspire. Not a, not a whole lot, but there's so many blood fiends in Rivenspire. I love the story of Rivenspire. My favorite person so far in this entire zone is definitely, what is it, Count Verandas? Oh, yeah. Is it, is it Count? Spoiler, just so everyone knows that we will be talking about this. So, spoiler for the storyline in, in uh, Rivenspire. He, he's amazing to me because I'm, I, I love vampires. I don't know why, just I always have. I love vampires. So he, him, to me, he's an amazing character because he's all about teaching the vampires how to live with humans, how not to be, you know, this terrible monster. And you go to his house, and he has people that, like, live in his mansion that they feed off of, and, like, they're okay with it. And then after, you know, the vampires feed, you know, he's like, okay, let, let them go rest now. They're, they've done their duty. Let them go rest. And he has other people that are with him that he's taught how to live this life. 
and he's just such a good guy, and all he wants to do is help everybody around him, and the one Khajiit, Adusa, she's a vampire, and in one of the one of the quests you're doing, she's like, oh, you have to help me, I need to go save these people, but wait, wait actually, you go save the people, I'll just, I'll just sit here. She keeps changing her mind, making you go do things, but she's a vampire, killing other vampires to save humans. It was just a really cool questing zone. Mm-hmm. And I guess one last thing we'll touch on here is we came across the guy who's pretty much guilty of genocide. Go ahead, you talk about him. Both of us are all about, you know, like redemption, and if someone is really see, I play a holy warrior. See, and I'm a hippie. You know, I have to love everybody. Well, back in King Ranser's war, this one guy was listening to his king. And when the orcs started attacking, the king wanted him to round up a whole bunch of orcs, innocent orcs. He essentially was a Nazi concentration camp. He was rounding up anyone who was an orc. And, <laughs> and he was just, you know, slaughtering them if he didn't like the answers that they gave him. And we were told to find this guy and to either, like, bring him back alive or dead, it didn't matter. But when we meet him, he's he's telling us how he's just so sorry and and the voice acting for this guy you could hear in his voice how sorry he felt and and he was like making me cry he's like i've tried so hard i regret everything i did there's a letter in my pack i dropped it in a field go find the letter and when you get the letter it's a thank you letter from this orc headmistress of an orphanage saying like thank you for all the money and the items that you've donated and he's been scouring the land for Orc tomes, like like the histories and all these different things, and he's sending them to this orphanage. And as you're reading this letter, you're like, "Oh, this guy." So then you're left with a choice to either turn him in or release him. And both of us decided, you know, he's trying really hard, and he's like giving candy to babies, and he's like helping little old ladies across the street. He he definitely deserves to be given another chance. So we had to release him. Indeed. Um, all right, final thing I guess we'll talk about is lots of Dwemer farming, for me at least. I had a lot of fun with that. I farmed a bit, but I got Jack. Yeah, I farmed and got like three motifs you so know far. What? Shut up. Lady, even Kipster's like, you are the luckiest man alive. And any good item that I got from my pledges went right to Ag. See, I married Thais. I am the luckiest man alive. Aww. Aww. Hey. Gag. That's like the last time. <laughs> All right. So there ends our tales for this week. A lot of fun, guys. We had so much fun. Just like even though Kipster's like, don't do it. We had those dungeons were so much fun. So I can't wait to actually run with them again once I get my uh, build going so I can test out my DPS hybrid melee hybrid Destro staff. We'll see how it works. All right. We're going to move on to our next section, which is our dramatic reading. So, Thais, uh, I guess we'll take it away. We're going to be reading the eighth and ninth books in the series, so we're almost done. Uh, it's Soriel's Journal and the Right Matic for the Job. Soriel's Journal. Fourth of Sun's Dawn. My latest research project involves plants. What destination is better than Shadowfen? There's something about this place. The moisture hanging in the air encourages so much growth. I'm sure I'll find a new species to study. Eighth of first seed. I hate rain. It's rained every day for the past month. The ground is saturated, making it impossible to do any meaningful field studies. Clearly I chose the wrong time of year to come to Stormhold. 
On the bright side, I've had time to rearrange the guild hall to suit myself. Well, one room of it at least. I've never had this much time or space to myself, especially after the incident at Davin's watch. I was so sure. Well, every researcher makes mistakes now and then. It's part of the process. 22nd of First Seed. It's stopped raining at last. First of Rain's Hand. I've discovered a remarkable lichen specimen. It's on the spine of my lexicon of black marsh flora. Third of Rain's Hand. Wrote to the Archmage. Requested a new assignment, preferably one in the Alakir. I guess she didn't like it there. No one likes Black Marsh. I like Black Marsh. Got a problem? Just saying. <laughs> Ouch, that was a kneecap. <laughs> okay. The right Madak for the job. They said the work would be hard, but Hals Mahim did not expect it to be so backbreaking. To be paid, Hals Mahim needed to fill eight baskets a day, but his tools were crude. Small Madaks are not made for clawed hands, not when they formed from the only tools available. Rust-colored liquids seep from the piles of slag, staining everyone's scales a dusky orange. Hals Mahim crawled forward a few feet, dragging his baskets behind him, so he could pull apart a new section of earth and rock. The miners tapped apart rocks and sifted through the mud for the rich variety of reagents found in those oozing mounds. The miner beside him said, Finished my eighth basket, you? Almost done with seven, Hals Mahim replied. You're always done first, Splittail. What's your secret? Hard work, said Splittail with a grin. Also, I made enough to buy a bigger maddock. Cheater, said Hals Mahim with a good-natured chuckle. I'm heading out now. A cascade of dry earth slid down the terraced wall toward them. The miners, used to these collapses, grabbed their workloads and quickly moved away. There, someone yelled. Hals Mahim and Splittail, still beside each other, looked at the slope above them. Though dust rose from the slithering scree, they could see shapes hurling toward them, leaning back on their heels, arms outstretched for balance. Ogres, tell the... A blow silenced Splittail, knocking him to the ground. A dozen ogres attacked the unarmed miners, wielding nothing more than their powerful, beefy fists. Hals Mahim ducked a right hook, still clutching a basket to his chest. He had to get to the village to warn people. Ogres hadn't been seen near the mines in at least 12 months. He scrambled forward. Realizing he still held a basket, he flung it away so he could use both hands. A brute stronger than Hals Mahim grabbed his tail and pulled him backwards. And then it let out a scream of rage and pain as Splittail swung his proper-sized maddock into the ogre's hand. Run! Splittail cried. Hmm. Argonians, I tell you. I love them. You love the Argonians? So much. I see. <sighs> All right, we're going to move on to our next section, which is the Guild Corner. So, Deltia, would you like to spotlight anything? Uh, yeah, I'm just still still doing hard contact and um, with Akatosh a lot. They're kind of more organized than my personal guild, per se. Uh, I really want to learn some of the mechanics of other fights and give it out to people as I learn it, too. Maybe make some guides or, you know, do a, a night of learning. But I don't know them well enough. So as I learn that sort of thing, I'll be teaching my guild. So if you're looking to do that sort of thing, you can contact me in-game at Deltia. There's no application or crazy thing like that. So, uh, but we're still around, still doing stuff, and especially the dailies because <laughs> they're fun. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, without TS Fangirl here, there's no Argonian love. I know, like the chat is just, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> Today was all about Argonians. And, I know, and... she was. She sent me a message on Twitter, a DM going, I'm sad, I'm not going to be there for the live show. Make sure Thais is extra enthusiastic for all the Argonian speak. Definitely am. Nice. All right. If anyone's interested in joining the Friends and Family Guild of Tales of Tamriel podcast, you can either contact myself, that's at Jellos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S, or at Tear Eater, T-E-A-R-E-A-T-E-R, in game for an invite. Um, yeah, just awesome guild. Not really. It's just where we hang out, chat. You can chat with all the hosts because we're all there um, and mingle with other fans of the show and uh, fans of Elder Scrolls in general. Uh, as always, for the more hardcore side of things, the Dragon Guard. He's in uh, chat right now, but Kipster, he's a great friend of the show, so he went from good to great, uh, has started his own PvE progression kill called the Dragon Guard, which Thais and I are both in. Maybe one day we'll get the VR14 and actually run some content. Um, he is currently accepting any VR ranked character with a serious intention towards endgame PvE content. So if you do have an interest, you can contact Kipster in game, K Y P S T E R, and you can apply there. Um, almost have enough, I guess, for trials. So if you're up there, we probably only need a couple more. Uh, if Thais and I were max level, we would probably have enough, but we're missing. I have to mention what was said by Mr. Bigglesworth in chat. He said, some of my favorite boots are Argonian. That's true. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> they make the best. Actually, I was going to message uh, the Bethesda store because that leather bag, I was wondering if that was Argonian leather. That is cute, guys. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, check it out. Maybe someday you'd actually get to run trials with Thais and myself if we ever get up there. Maybe. So, One day. Yeah. I do plan on running trials. It's just a matter of me getting VR14. So, yeah. It's talking Thais into letting me do the XP grinds. Maybe I'll talk her into it one day. Well, there there, they are none. I believe me. I yeah, right now there. there's not. So by the time I talk her into it, maybe they'll have fixed them. I'll Every day yes on tomorrow. YouTube. <laughs> Every day. Every day. All right. We're going to move on to our next section, which is our emails. We had one email this week, and it's from our friend... Esteldian. Esteldian, yeah, that's right. Um, he wrote us all about Update 5, which is perfect for today's discussion. So, Thais, why don't you go ahead and read that, and we'll we'll hear Esteldian's thoughts on Update 5. Hey, guys. Been enjoying the previous shows with all the different guests. Great work, as always. Thought I would do something a little different today and actually send a mail about Episode 41 before it actually happens. I'm assuming Update 1.5 will be a big part of the topic. Just wanted to throw down a few opinions of the update. Apologies, it is long even by my standards. Werewolf. Loving the change. I stubbornly kept with the werewolf and it has paid off. I think for DPS, the werewolf is still not where it, it, where it is to justify losing your ultimate. Still think they need to add passive damage for it being slotted. But as a tank DPS hybrid I play, it's excellent. Taunt followed by transforming and unleashing some decent damage really helps boost the DPS aspect of my tank on a single target. Alright, since he was so nice and broke it all down into specific sections, uh, Werewolf. I think we were all in agreement, other than we think it was buffed a little too much. Uh, specifically with the negatives. Not buffed too much per se. You, the, the, they took away the negative, though. You get all the passive benefits without having any of the negatives, like Vampire. I think that needs to be added back to it. Delta, you'd agree with that, correct? 
Yeah, I mean, what's the downside if you're yeah, not a right vampire? Now, why not be a werewolf? I mean, as he said, it doesn't. It's not buffed up enough to justify using werewolf as an ultimate. But you don't have which, to. Yeah, you don't have to at this point. People are having werewolf just for the passives and now have none of the negatives. All right. Crafting Ritz. Mixed feelings here. Most of the time, I feel like ESO is trolling me. Use 100 <laughs> void steel to make items. Get given a single rank 9 sword back. Wait, didn't I just make you four of these? <laughs> I guess it wouldn't be so offensive if I was not max level and needed inspiration. But as it is, it can be annoying. On the other hand, yesterday I got a survey and found five fortified Nerncrux, which was awesome. But even then, the ungrateful part of me found it frustrating that the high-resource area had a bunch of Quicksilver and Galatite ore in it. Anyway, I understand the random aspect, but the extreme of either getting literally nothing or a gold mine of goodies via the survey feels like perhaps it could do more with could do with a more middle ground, especially when many players have gotten surveys with zero Nerncrux and not enough resources to make up for what they used in the quest. And I think that was what you were saying, but as what Delty and I went on, there is that reward of getting all those Nerncruxes. And there's still the thing is you need a material boost. Like I don't, uh, if you spent a hundred void steel and got a hundred back, you would then never run out. Like, because you would just constantly be adding to your stack and the price would fall again for these items. I think it's actually a good change for the economy as a whole. Cause now void steel will probably start going up in price cause people want it for the dailies. Uh, face. What do you think? Maybe I won't have to vendor my mats anymore. There you go. Delta? Well, I completely agree. It's like, I mean, I'd be like thinking that you sh you're going to get like potions or something for running Dragonstar Arena veteran modes. The whole point is to make money so you can do the content you want to do. And what there's there's no source to put the mats anywhere. Mm -hmm. He just said himself, you got four, you got five fortified Nerncrux. And do, what about the RP people that like the whole, you know, you're devoting these swords to uh, a war effort. What about yep. them? Is That's that's something for them to think about, too. So I really like the system. I think maybe a couple tweaks here and there because they do have some good points. Uh, but for overall, I really like it. Stamina changes. Bo got some well-deserved love. Poison injection is suddenly a serious contender, as it was doing over 250 damage a tick once the mob was under 50%. No minimum range on snipe is also a big improvement, along with cast time reduction. Still not sure yet whether it is worth spamming this rather than another skill, but definitely worth casting at least for the damage buff that Focus Aim Morph gives. Two-handed still feels clunky. Something about a cast time on a melee attack still feels wrong. This is made worse by the fact that the animation is way longer than the cast time. So to get real benefit from the reduced cast time, you really have to be on the ball with animation canceling. You pretty much hit the nail right on the head with that. Like, my my uh, my thoughts are echoed exactly with the two-hand, and Deltia can say how much he hates Bo right now in PvP, because it is really, really strong. Go ahead. So, yeah, go ahead. Dungeon scaling. Not a fan of this so far. S seems extreme overkill to me. As someone who has a regular pool of friends to run dungeons with, veteran and banished cells is an unfriendly experience, which took far too long. I know this new challenge is popular to some, me. but if my friends and I found it hard work and tedious, 
What chance do casuals and pugs have? Yep. This is supposed to be a daily. Most people only have a couple hours to play in an evening after work. You don't want to be committing your entire evening to a daily. And I'm sure that's, that was not the intention Zoss had. If I want a high level of challenge, I will go do Dragon Star Arena or even the new City of Ash. But I need to be mentally prepared for that kind of gameplay. A daily should be a moderately casual experience that you pop on and fancy doing. Not something on par with content that only a patch ago was hailed as hardcore tough gameplay. I am all for tough content, but I do not think the dungeon dailies is the right place for it. Especially as the new challenge is not about tough mechanics. It is simply a butt-ton of HP dumped yep. on bosses and a much higher damage output. And increase well beyond what you would expect. I wish I gained that much power from a few veteran ranks. Crypt of Hearts is now an easier dungeon than these revamped ones. <laughs> the new scaling is not my idea of a fun challenge. It reminds me of the pre-nerf Veteran Zones era, which was highly unpopular, and I don't see it being any more popular this time around. Despite that spew of negativity, I am not overly distressed as scaling was bound to have issues on first implementation. And better too hard than too easy. But I definitely think they need to dial it down sooner rather than later. Nailed it. Nailed it yes. on the veteran scaling. Now, I mean, when the boss in Banished Cells has more 40,000 more HP than the boss in Dragonstar Arena, it's a problem, right? I mean, who thought that was a good idea? Hmm. I'm pretty sure it would just be the number cruncher. The, the random number cruncher did it, and now they're like, oh. I, I See, I'm, I'm still on the fence right now, because I don't see how making it an option would be good. It would be really difficult, and as it is right now, I guess I, I can see where he's coming from, where some people would think it's too difficult. I, I So I, I completely understand that it, it can be a good idea. It just needs to be tweaked a little yeah. bit. That's... Yeah. But I think they would almost need to tweak it on a dungeon-by-dungeon dungeon basis, not an overall sweep. Because if they did an overall sweep, some dungeons, which aren't that difficult, would then be too easy. Right. Well, it's like the mechanics. You can't just turn up the numbers and go, we're going to give 5% more health. Because the mechanics for a one-boss fight, that 5% health may be a huge impact. That could versus... be the difference between pushing yeah. a phase and not. And rage timers and all that. I mean, so there's way more than just going, I'll oh, pump their health up. I don't think that works. If Kipster fell off that platform while that boss had 5% more health. Oh, we'd have died. We'd have, we'd have lost. Yeah. I had to bring it up again just for you, Kipster. <laughs> all right, PvP. I've done enough. I've not not done enough to have an informed opinion on this. My first instinct is that is is that will be a good thing once all adjust to the changes. But that is because I found forward camp PvP very tedious and repetitive, so I am biased. I am sure those that love the camps will hate the change. Mm -hmm. Right, that's my novel done. You can cherry pick any part that may be of interest for discussion, if any. Have fun with the show. Well, we picked all of it. Yeah, we picked the whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the PvP is, as you saw before, even with Delty and I, we have two very separate opinions. Um, both valid. I mean, both are both are valid. Both have their their merits. But there were people who loved them and people who hated them. Like I was of the notion that I hated the forward camps where it's like we just wiped the Zerg. They all went back and they're there again. Like we barely managed to do it and now they're back again in like ten seconds. Was like, are you serious? We just 
pulled off an awesome, you know, Deltia died, bombed off a cliff and nuked an entire Zerg, saved the day, and now they're right back. There was, like, practically no real reason other than you halted their advance for five seconds. And then there's people like Delty was saying that now it takes too long to get anywhere. No one wants to fight. So you have a great point. It's there's, you have a great point. There should be a balance. I don't know how to, how that happens, but I would like yeah. a balance where what well, if it's really removed for, or give me a mode where I can do something different where sure. if people want to duel and do arenas, I'll never be in Cyrodiil. I don't want to ever touch a siege weapon again. I think Cyrodiil will still be popular for the emperor buff. You know well, what I it's, mean? It's, it's a really cool concept. I mean, yeah. are you kidding? You can be an emperor in the game. That is a oh, sick concept. I but... want that. I want that armor so bad. The costume. Like, well, it's... but it's, it's not about skill. I mean, it's just time. If I, yeah. if you know, I mean, I shouldn't say that only because it, it is a lot of skill, but someone who plays 20 hours a day versus someone who plays two, it's very good. They're not gonna. They're not gonna have a chance. I'm planning on on at one point just taking an entire week off of work, and pretty much that's all I'm doing is Cyrodiil PvP for Emperor. Like that's yeah. Like I'll be you, in there for like thirty hours. You can say that, but it's way more than that. I mean, you're gonna have to spend hours and hours to figure out the metas, to figure out oh, how yeah. what's the fastest way to get a. a you're gonna need people. You're gonna yeah. need a team. You can't just solo YOLO anymore. Nope. Which I love solo yellowing, so that's probably why I hate the forward game change. <laughs> nice. All right, well, guys, we've come to the time of the show where it's uh, time for us to end the show. Oh. I know. Every time, I, I always look at our shows going, yeah, it's not going to be that long this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's not that long. I, Delty had to check me or else it would be longer. <laughs> yeah. We started talking about mechanics. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. Here's this two-handed sword ramp. We're going to be back and forth on this for five hours. Yeah, easily. I, I think I, I just need a... I'm, I'm going to have to go into, like, um, Defunct's team speak or something and just sit there and theorycraft with someone to get the hours of theory crafting out of my head. Just got to do it. They won't know anything about two-hander because no yeah, one... Yeah, no uses one uses it. it. Like, I don't know, dude. It's two-hander. I don't even use it. <laughs> And real quick, I, you know about the stamina stuff that we always bang on? I mean, I was doing the uh, veteran dungeon or uh, Dragon's Arena. I was out of stamina constantly. And I'm a magic user. Why? I was block casting. I was dodge rolling. I was sprinting. I mean, don't think that you're a magic user. You don't need stamina. And that's what inherit the problem is. I mean, the super hard stuff, you're running constantly and, and block casting. So it's I can't even imagine pulling it off, but yeah. some people do. But it's just it's so much harder. Definitely. All right. Well, they are. Yeah, these. Why don't you give us your final thoughts for the show? Great show. A, a lot to talk about. The update was the, the update was really good, except for crafting ritz. I love crafting ritz. I got five burn crux. I'm happy. <laughs> oh, so upset. Still gonna be vendoring my stuff probably. I'm rolling so much in, rolling in money right now. I'm just like coating myself with Nern Crocs going, yeah. That is a strange image. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> you can find me in game at Tear Eater, T-E-A-R-E-A-T-E-R, and you or or slash and you can find me on Twitter at TwitQueenThese. There you go. And Deltia, your final thoughts for the show, good sir. Well, you can follow me or find me at DeltiasGaming.com or at DeltiasGaming on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, it was a great show. 
I mean, update five is awesome. There's some things that I don't like, obviously, you know, whatever forward camps, but this game has so much more to offer than just what it's not a one sided thing. The community is fantastic. I always say you can't beat this game. You can't beat the people in it. You can't beat the developers and to be a part of the inside kind of scene thing. That was really cool. So there's a lot of people producing content, but we need more. And if you need a place to kind of showcase stuff, you know, I can't say everyone's going to get published or this and that, but let's talk about it. You know, I'm always open to help people. I can't compensate anyone because I'm not really making money doing it. But in the same aspect, if you want to try to help out the community, like Esteldon's writing guides and Party Pyro, you know, we can put it on my site if uh, the content fits what the site's about. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do want to thank both my co-hosts. You guys are great for coming out. You guys are here. Well, Delty's here almost every week. I, I almost? I've, have I oh, missed a no, week? But that's so unfair. That's so unfair. That's, no. that's, have I missed a week? No, sir, you haven't. I I was But here. technically, you didn't start on the show till like, episode, well, like, 30. Exactly. What was my first say. show? What was uh, my first show? 25, I think, good sir. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you've been here every week yeah, since Before then. that, I was here a lot, all right. too. Oh, all thanks. I know is I'm here every show. You're the rock. <laughs> Wait, what are we gonna, hold on, hold on. Are we going to have a show, like when you guys, when Thais has the child type thing, am I going to be holding it down? What are we going to do? We're going to have like me, Ark, and Estelle and Lo on? We might have to. <laughs> we can't have to keep this show rolling. I don't know. Maybe I'll be in the hospital like waiting room with like a, like my phone on hot Twitch spot. <laughs> well, I'm screaming in the background. Yeah. Yeah, two-hander is still uh, a little underpowered. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The baby agrees. You can hear her screaming over it now. <laughs> yeah. I like how you said the childlike thing. The childlike thing. Did uh, I say it just like that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Terrible. We'll figure it. Like, yeah, we'll figure it out. It's gonna that's, be great. That's like oh. months away. We're good. We got yeah, time. We got time. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried. It'd be great. So uh, yeah, update five. Awesome. Uh, I love these developers. All the things they do. It, it's great. Two handed. I don't know. I. I want to talk to the guy doing the skills. Like, can we just have a sit down and talk? Like, call me and we'll talk about two-handed. Because, I mean, let's face it. I'm the only guy doing it anymore. So he's pretty much making skills just for me. Right? <laughs> so let's let's talk to me about this. Talk about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're interested in finding me in-game, that is at Agelos. That's A-G-G-E-L-O-S. You can find me on my personal Twitter, which I always forget to give out which is a jellos a-g-g-e-l-o-s underscore w-o-f um what's w-f stand for it was wings of fate mm-hmm. which is our guild name as well <laughs> um so there you go and uh yeah i want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast uh if you wish to help support the podcast you can feel free to donate via the paypal link on our website or tell a friend that's most important if you wish to contact us with questions, comments, criticisms, the website for the show is talesoftamriel.com, or you can email the show at podcast at talesoftamriel.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at Tales of Tamriel, Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales of Tamriel podcast. Also, feel free to rate and subscribe to us via iTunes. And if you missed the live show and want to catch up on past broadcasts or any of our YouTube exclusive content, which is pretty much uh, Jealous' saga at the moment, um, you can subscribe to us at YouTube at youtube.com slash Tales of Tamriel. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a good night, everybody. All right, one second. Uh...